Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 122 for the week of April 3rd, 2010. It's iPad week! Woo! Yay! I was at the Apple Store early this morning, got my iPad, 9 a.m., and yay, it's all shiny, and I love having my first very real Star Trek data pad. Okay, so as an early adopter, how completely 100% satisfied are you? Um, uh, you know, I'm completely satisfied. <laughs> I've bought 25 more shares of Apple stock, and I'm going to um, uh, move my entire life onto this little tablet, and that will all be all I use forever. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> I've got my apps on it, dude. <laughs> I've played two games of Scrabble. <laughs> I don't really know <laughs> yet. It's barely. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, how awesome is it? You know, we know it's awesome. We know how it, awesome. Well, it is awesome, but I, I don't know how awesome it is yet. Netflix looked nice. We were, we were trying All that right. out before the show. Okay, now that we've pissed off every single Microsoft fan, we can continue with the show. <laughs> this won't be the iPad <laughs> show. I hope not, at least. It's, it's, yeah. I only had to wait like half an hour, and that, that was just because I showed up a little early. And so the lines were great. So don't feel feel scared if you are interested to go go see if you have one. Though they were worried about supply. That was interesting. Oh, what do I got? I got I got people here with me on the show. We got Anna Marie Newfeld, reviewer, Good. and I don't know what you're in charge of. Uh, I have been the interim administrator on the forums for one year as of April first. Nice. She she won't. She, because she's interim, she won't help me with the new forums. No, because they're not going to be mine. They're not going to be hers. So no one's helping. Someone me with else the new is going to be the administrator. Yeah, Above nope. them. <laughs> Nobody wants to help me with the new forums. That's why they're not going anywhere. All right. <laughs> I've also got Emmanuel Marino. Hi. And just to let everyone know, I've been busy. I made a new official Facebook fan page for all of us. So if you want to go check out some of our old pictures or old archive, go to facebook.com slash rpgamer. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Facebook.com slash rpgamer. We've got a lot of staff members are putting up pictures of events we've been to and stuff that it's hard to find on our site. But it's pretty easy to find on Facebook because they have a nice yep. album, album right there. So. I figure I, I figure I should remind them twice. Once at the beginning, once at the end. Now, Manny, you're also an <laughs> Apple fan. Are you getting one of these Apple tablet devices? You know, as soon as I heard that Netflix and Hulu were coming to the... Because, you know, the big complaint for the iPad is it doesn't do Flash. It doesn't do Flash. But there's really only two things I use Flash for. Netflix, Hulu. Ah. And now, now those apps are going to be on the iPad. I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to jump in. Nice. So for, for people in the chat room, I'm loading up rpgamer.com on the, iP- on the iPad to see how it looks. I, I'm watching how often I say the I word because there's somebody in the uh, chat room apparently playing a drinking game based on how often I say that word. Um, He's so already dead. He died him. a long time you know, ago. I don't want to kill him by saying it too much. So the Apple Apple computing portable handheld device. All right. Also with us, we've got Sam Marcello today. Welcome, Sam. Oi, how you doing? Um, Whoa, Sam! <laughs> Sam apparently underwent a sex change operation. That is, that is uh, so manly, my voice dropped three octaves. Also, I sound like I've been smoking three packs a day for 18 years. Or that, or you just went through puberty. I'm not sure. Dating Hostess oh, Club wouldn't will do that to you. Uh, yeah, that's true. Oh, wait, excuse oh, me, not dating Hostess Club three. women. My bad. Yeah. That was petty. Okay, so what's going on here? <laughs> Who is this person? What have you done with Sam? Yeah, seriously, man. 
Okay, apparently. Apparently nothing. Apparently, they're the only get from Sam I can hear her screaming in the background. He must Somebody help her. her. <laughs> Sorry, I got tangled in the wires for a second. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, I don't know if she's here yet. It sounds like she's on the other side of the moon. I'm. I I'm think our here. princess is in another castle. Oh, hello. Hi, Sam. Oh, maybe not. What was Hi, going on there? Chris. I got tangled in some wires. No, no. <laughs> that is not why your voice dropped three octaves. <laughs> oh, about that. About that. <laughs> the star storm wore off. <laughs> I don't have a response for that. I don't have a response for It's classified. I'm sorry. Did you get the memo? No. <laughs> Did you get the memo? Oh. Yeah, so that was that, that was Nix's uh, something or other. That's not Nix. What? <laughs> oh. Yeah, it Sorry. is. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was not following the train of thought well. I was that like, was Sam's was, something or that other. That was Nix, so. the significant other. And I'm like, what? I no. said something or other, so never mind. Oh, okay. Yeah. You spent, uh, I stayed up too late playing Pokemon. <laughs> is that what you've been playing, Anna? Lots of Pokemon? <laughs> yes. Interesting. Interesting. For the record, it's male companion. Male companion. Husband. Her husband. Got her life mate. They're not married. We're not married. And they're not dating. <laughs> it's just a guy in her house. Stalking no. her. It's stalker. No, no, no. Not in her uh, house. Her bed. It's a guy in her bed. Good house. Jeez. <laughs> you guys are creepy. All right, we're going to go on to feedback now. It's just weird. That, that's a good idea. Let, let's uh, deviate. Deviate! Deviate! First oh, letter. No, 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 no. I want to do my letter first. <laughs> okay, you do your letter first. Because I got a letter that was great. Because this guy mailed it. And he had a couple of questions for me. But um, he wanted to also say, I enjoy the podcast. And the banter between Michael and the host is awesome. They will argue about anything just like a married couple. Mm. And I answered back. I myself was compared Chris and Michael's back and forth to a married couple. Much to their chagrin. But it doesn't seem to stop them. <laughs> yeah. And then we're the kids who feel very awkward in mommy and daddy fight. So we'd be quiet. Which is great because every once in a while we would like message each other in the Skype chat. It's like mommy and daddy are fighting again. It's very creepy when you guys do that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like that. Oh, and he suggests normalization because apparently some people are like really quiet. Uh, well, it's normalized. Um, unfortunately, with normalization, the way it works, um, the, you can only boost everything to so that the loudest thing gets to 100% and the loudest thing already gets to 100%. So it is normalized. Um, what he wants is compression and um, I don't have a good compressor. Long mm. and short of it, that's going to require some money and I don't have it yet. And, it would exactly. also, and I also can't compress you individually of each other because we're all on one Skype channel. So that's why uh, it's a difficult thing to do. Just for you it's podcasters true. out there, it is, it is hard. And, Chris uh, isn't made of money. He can only buy like one iPad a month. What what I would need to do is like they do on Twit, which is basically Skype everyone from a separate machine and mix everyone together through mixer board and do um, a compressor on everyone's stream individually. And it is that would be um, very expensive. Oh, the Skype source <laughs> that Colleen built. Yeah, yep. Mm. That's one of the benefits of that. Yeah. So there you go. If we get a hundred thousand viewers, we can do it too. That's right. <laughs> Once we get some money for this thing, which that'll that'll happen never. All right, so <laughs> thank you. Who was the person who wrote that? Anna. Who wrote that? 
Little Weirdo. Little Weirdo. Thank you, Little Weirdo. Is Little Weirdo related to Little Bow Bow? Little Bow Wow? Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. Is it Lil Bow Wow? Or little? No, it's little. It little. is little. It is little. Like L-I-T-T-L-E. Lil Weirdo? All right. So we've got <laughs> – she's written in again. So here we go. First off, my name is pronounced Dorothy with a short A sound at the end. So, and she gave phonetic spelling this time. Dor, Dorothea. Dorothea. Which is weird because you have D-O-R-O, but it's Dor. All right, so Dorothea. All right. Now we know it's Dorothea. Thank you. By the, which I'll point out is very close to Dorothea. Dorothea. Which is what we it's just called Dorothea. <laughs> it should still be Dorothea. So Dorothea. All right. All right, Dorothea. For derail... She continues to say, For derailment, it is not the topic change that is the problem. It is how long you guys can and will talk about completely unrelated subjects. Welcome to podcast. Can't argue with that. Like the series of episodes with half an hour of burger talk in each episode. Then there is the times that you'll get stuck talking about one game for an unbelievable amount of time. Lately, the cast seems to the cast seems to have been less entertaining than it was, less funny, less informative, and more. Let's get off topic. This is the RPG cast, but sometimes I feel like I'm listening to the RP. Oh, shiny cast. Yeah, I think that's accurate. You know what? That is totally our topic. That's totally going to be like the name of the the podcast this week. The RPO Shiny Cast. RPO Shiny Cast. Yeah, I I don't feel criticized when somebody calls it that. I like that. I really do like the cast, so please don't take anything of what I say personally. I just want to help make the cast better. Well, she wants us to tone it down. Feedback is great. I don't like that, but all right. As for Mass Effect 2, the developers wanted the players to plan and think about their course of action. They want the player to use every possible resource available to achieve the best possible outcome. This is the reason they changed the galaxy map and added ammo. I don't believe that Bioware wants you to just go with whatever you got. I think they want you to strive for the best. Shepard's a hero, the only one for the situation, the only one who can survive the mission with little to no consequence. Okay, whatever. All right, so more more Mass Effect 2 debate, which I don't want to belabor this week. So should we? do you think we should focus more or less you know, it's funny. If we had Robert Ashley on the cast, no, we wouldn't have this criticism at all. Why? Because then we'd just be talking about stories about Texas and growing up and setting people on fire and everyone would be entertained. So that's, that's the issue. Our, our distractions aren't entertaining? Maybe. Maybe we just need to like, dredge up more personal history. I need, and... I need more interesting people. Sorry, you're all fired. Oh. Yeah. That was a bad I'm suggestion. Me. Yeah. yeah, I know. You just well, how about this? I mean, well, if we say maybe, I don't know, maybe embarrassing personal stories, like Nix can tell us all about her fan fiction and... No! <laughs> we, will... <laughs> we will not speak of that. <laughs> See, that would be an interesting conversation. RP Gamer fan fiction from the past that, that Nix has written. Uh, mm, I like I'll that. Talk <laughs> I'll talk about it if you want me to. It's scary. All right, so a little bit more on Mass Effect 2 from Azillus. Yeah, Chris, I usually agree with your opinions, but about the Mass Effect 2 endings, any content you'd miss out on in Mass Effect 3 because of choices in Mass Effect 2 is bound to be very, very minor. I don't, I don't think structuring your choices in Mass Effect 2 to make sure you get everything in Mass Effect 3 is the way to go, especially if it affects your enjoyment of Mass Effect 2. There may be things that you'll experience difficult, differently in Mass Effect 3 based on how you've played up to that point, but that's the fun of it. I want some of the choices I make to have unexpected consequences. Keeps things interesting. Yeah, except it was affecting my enjoyment of Mass Effect 2 to not have it go the way I want. I wasn't enjoying it as much. It was frustrating to the point where I went back. So, 
Chris, yeah. I, I really want to hear you what what you have to say about um playing Heavy Rain if you ever get around to it. I don't know that I'm going to because it doesn't sound like a game for me. Ah, well, just, that kind of issues. perspective. Oh, okay. So, well, yeah. Be, thing- well, here's the thing in Heavy Rain: when you complete a chapter, you can go back and play any other chapter and change the ending. So it really isn't as locked in as people make it sound. Mm. So I think so it's like I an would, honor system. I honestly think that I would finish a chapter and be like, eh, you know what? I'm going to go back and change the ending of that chapter. All right. I, well, I don't see fair, myself I mean, being able to do it. I mean, people seem to be criticizing you a lot, but I guess after all, after like three podcasts of talking about this, it just comes down to it's in your nature to try to get, to try to see everything, to try to get the best ending, quote, unquote. And that's just the kind of gamer you are. Yeah. Unfortunately. So. Yeah. Am I, I one know. of the only people who doesn't care to do that kind of stuff in games? No, no, you, you, you and me are the same thing. We're talking like heavy rain once through Mass Effect. Whatever my my decisions affect my reality in the game, and that's just what, how it's going to be. Okay. This is why it takes me so long to play something like Dragon Age. Well, what if I dated her? Yeah. Well, what if I said, what if I brought this guy instead with mm-hmm. something funny? I do that. I I will start an encounter and be like, you know, I wonder if I had brought this person if it would have gone differently, and I'll go back. I'll drop a save file and try it differently. I'll keep the one that I liked better. <laughs> That's what I do. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to uh, getting the chance to play Dragon Age, and by that I mean Scott's going to play Dragon Age, and I'm going to do all the role-playing. Wait, how does that That's work? You just... dress up while he's playing? <laughs> and you oh. <laughs> Ew, Chris! No, no. He, I, I am terrible at games like Dragon Age. I don't have the coordination for them, and I tend to panic when so, I play them. So you're going to so, make all the decisions? I'm going to make all the decisions. But, but isn't that the part that would panic you? No, actually, it's the fighting. Oh, I don't like the combat in Dragon Age okay. one bit. <laughs> but You're I like play it on the PC other or on on the console. He's got the 360 version. Oh, oh well, that's there you go. With. If you would have yeah. got the PC version, you could pause it as often as you but, want to. You know, this oh, no, lets them do fine, this though, but... because that way it's on the TV. That's easier to see. But yeah. Well, you know, we we have fun playing games like that. I don't mind being the backseat gamer where I get to make decisions because it won't matter. I'm just going to pick everything with Morgan anyways. Backseat so, gamer. You know, that's an interesting concept for a podcast. The backseat gamers. So a bunch of significant others that watch <laughs> their people, play, their, their, their significant others play games and just talk yeah. about how they experience games vicariously. I would love to hear like every, <laughs> every staff member goes through that and you just, you know, the guys who are really into gaming, they give me like constructive criticism. You could hear the people berating other people and it's like, I just don't get it. Why are, I could be doing the laundry or something. Why am I watching this? I just... <laughs> well, you know, speaking of that, actually, um, I'm waiting for my copy of Soccer Wars to get in and um, I'm getting the PS2 one. So I said to Scott, I go, you take one disc, I'll take the other disc and then we'll see how our playthroughs match up. Um, cause I know that I'm going to pick a different, you know, girl to be my girlfriend than he will. Like we have very different tastes. It's like when we play persona, that we was the only taste in women. <laughs> we have different tastes in women, but oddly enough, persona three was the only incident where we both said, you know what? All the other girls suck. Go Mitsuru. Mm. But when he plays four, he's already decided that he's going to try to date Chie, which I wasn't a big fan of Chie. So it's like, I went with Yukiko. So like, we like games where there's the, the dating some aspect. Cause we always, for the most part, tend to pick different women. So it's like that's why even with Dragon Age, I he didn't really he picked he did all the women. Let's put it that way. I got way. my girl on camera right now. Pick. I got her right now. I got the art. I, my soccer wars came this week, so I've got I've got my oh. pictures of Gemini up on the camera. That's it's my girl. It's delayed in Canada. Yep. Oh well, mine was my employee of the month gift. So oh, who's Michael this? Rika Rita. She looks she looks illegal. Oh, she's eleven. That's why. All right. 
was gonna say <laughs> shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to do anything with her so you can't all right at least i hope you can't because that would be bad right. well they wouldn't let you do anything with iris in the other uh sakura wars games so i think you're fine who's this subaru <laughs> person looks like a boy all right and that is a boy all right this person and yeah looking forward <laughs> to playing that though michael had a review so we'll get to that interest later that's interesting what do you mean gemini oh i guess it would be wouldn't it gemini but in, in English, where we actually have that word, we can say it right, Gemini. Mm-hmm. So That's there. always bothered me about stuff like Ringu. People keep on saying, hey, have you seen Ringu, Ringu? It's like, we're Americans. We just say ring. The ring, yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> actually say Gemini in-game in the... Oh, they must have... Oh, how do I feel on that one? So they localized it but kept the Japanese pronunciation of the name, even though the name in English would be properly pronounced differently. Oh, I can't fault them, and yet I can fault them at the same time. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, I was going to say, I think in the trailer, um, they have the Japanese name for Sharon, which is the English name. But um, I noticed that, what was it, when I was watching it, they kept it as Shigita, which is the Japanese name. So to me, that's a little on the confusing side, because if I don't play the English version, I'm going to remember her Sharon, and I'm like, ah, this is too much. Wait, I don't. I know it's I'm like confused. they changed the names. What are you saying? They changed the names in the localization, like in the localized version. They did change right? the names. Okay. Yeah, they changed the names, but kept uh, fake the, Japanese pronunciations. I guess I, I mean, don't know. I just thought it, it was is really it spelled weird. Gemini, like G E M I N I, in the Japanese it is. version. That's the thing. Okay, so that one is retained. Yeah, that's that's how it it it's spelt the way it sounds but they kept i guess the japanese pronunciation which seems to me a bit odd so what's the one you're saying they changed the um the actual name that they changed was um in the japanese version her name is shigita shigita but for some reason they decided to go with in the localized version uh sharon sharon wouldn't that be sharon sharon or i i think that How was it what spelled? it was is it spelled with a c or an s c. it's the c oh, so okay. sh- so i i actually asked now about it yeah. And I didn't really get a clear no. answer as to why she, why they changed it. Why she changed, that. like she did it. It's like, no, no, but you wondering why they now? changed it. I don't even see um, this person in the the art book. She's the, uh, the very regal looking woman. Yeah, that narrows it down. <laughs> Is it one of the people you can date it. or not? Yes. Okay, so it should, should be in the front the here. I've got, here, I've got Shinji, oh wait, Shinjiro would be you. Um, I've got Gem- <laughs> Gemini or Gemini. I've got Sagita. That's her. Okay, so That's, Sagita Weinberg, and then in parentheses it says Sharon, oh, spelled C-H-E-I-R-O-N, Archer. It's yeah. completely changed. Yeah. What I'm, the heck? I can't remember if I actually asked that in the interview. That is well. just weird, because the last name is Weinberg. You know so what? Apparently I she's, did actually... she's Jewish. I don't know how that works. Um, Give me one second. Let <laughs> me see. Sagita Weinberg, or Sharon Archer. Okay. So you know, I actually did ask about this. I'm pretty sure I did. Because, uh... Oh, never yeah, mind. I, I was going to say, she must be from New York, but this game takes place yeah. in New York, right? So she yeah. is from New York. Here's She's... what uh, Nell said back in our interview that we did a while back. She said that um, we changed a couple of the characters' names for the English version, Sagita to Sharon, to Sharon so that the, in the Japanese disc, we went through all the characters' names and changed them back to the original names because that's how they're called in Japanese. Why change them in the first place? <laughs> it doesn't I'm tell me confused. why she changed them in the first place. <laughs> okay, so in the Wii version, they change them. Okay, so the Japanese disc, they changed them back, but did they change it in the voice acting? 
I would probably or does say... it? Oh, does it? Oh, for the Japanese. So if you play it, of course. Version, so they the would same. have to because you're listening to the Japanese voiceovers. Yeah. So it would sound weird if the text wasn't changed. Yes. Okay. That would enough. make complete sense. So why did they change it for the English version? Who knows? That's localization for you, I guess. I said it's just one of those baffling little things where you know it might not have been necessary or it could have been necessary. We don't know the full details as to why they did that. Well, until we play it, at least asking. Right. Michael could probably tell us. Like, there's some sort of lip-syncing issue, which I can't imagine there would be, but who knows. That would be weird. Okay, uh, let's move on to our next letter. Um, by the way, that was that was our response to Mass Effect 2. So. <laughs> Sorry. RPGO shiny cast. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Clicks, Clicks talks about getting off track. My biggest drama is you mention... My biggest drama is you mention a game's title and then talk about it for five minutes without mentioning the title again in the conversation. Instead saying... oh. Instead of instead, you say, so in this game, and the like. If I've missed something, the title, for some reason, I have no idea what you're talking about. So um, I have to apologize for that. That's something I've made my mission to not do. And apparently I've failed. Because, you know what, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Like 20 hours of podcasts a week. And that is something that is a problem on every single one of them. People will talk about something by the end of what you're talking about. If you get distracted or something, you don't know what you're talk- they're talking about. And you're like, okay, I want to go check that out. And you have to rewind the podcast to figure out what it was that they were talking about. And I hate that. And I'm sorry that I've not done well on that. But all I can tell you, it is a difficult problem to deal with as evidenced by everybody getting this wrong. <laughs> so um, please note that that is a goal of mine not to do. And I hope you will... Um, bear with me as we try to fix that. And um, we'll just yeah. take this opportunity to remind everybody that when you're talking about something, bring it up again when you're at the end of your review or preview or talk about it. Oh, All right, okay. so that's what we're going to do. And, and in case you forget who, who's speaking, I'll be like, this is Emmanuel speaking about Yakuza 3. Yes. All right, so uh, my thoughts were... <laughs> uh. That's, that's going to get really interesting when we start having rat holes that we have to um, properly annotate about what the rat hole's about when we get to the end of the rat hole. <laughs> Could imagine. By the way, this was about Clix's letter about um, us not mentioning what we're talking about. All right, next letter from Seraphim Kitten, who says, I was also wondering how you choose who gets to be in the podcast. Is it open to any staff? Is it based on interest? Do you pick your favorite people? If I work for RP Gamer, would you let me be on the podcast? Well, right now it is limited to staff. Um, that's how we. That's where we start from. Anyone on staff who's interested in the podcast can pretty much be on it. Um, the issue is that it's recorded Saturday morning, and not a lot of gamers like to be up on Saturday morning. So uh, we record at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. If you're around and you're on staff, you're welcome to, to join. And the, Is that her subtle hint? Yeah. I was just wondering, is that her subtle hint to get new people? <laughs> yeah. So join. <laughs> join staff. Join the staff. Is Ser- Seraphim's yeah. not on staff, is she? I'm no. just trying. To, I'm thinking like she doesn't like the current uh, staff. Oh, mean, she wants new people, right? I see what you're like, saying. Yeah. Hint, 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 hint. Can anyone be on? Please. Because <laughs> I'm not happy with who's currently on. I see. All right, and that's sorry, Seraphim's... I got stuck in my jacket. Yep, and that was Seraphim's what? Seraphim's letter about who gets to be on the podcast. All right, now Graybrick says I'm so in for Pokemon Game Night if I don't have to work. So there's a vote for Pokemon Game Night. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, have, I think one's coming up pretty soon. Yeah. Um, the Final Fantasy VII remake discussion was interesting, he says, and I definitely agree that the sentiment that going with the PSP would be the best course of action. 
Um, all yeah. So all he thinks it would need is a bit more guidance once you get to the tiny Bronco and perhaps a more refined battle system. And he likes Crisis Core's graphics engine for for doing it in. Um, he thinks it should be similar to Final Fantasy XIII battle engine, but fans would never stand for that. Personally, Final Fantasy XIII is my favorite battle system of any of the mainline Final Fantasies that I have played. Graybrick says, which I put that letter in here because it's like one of the first praises from. You know, somebody other than us that I've seen of that battle system, because a lot of people are dogging on it uh, in the RP gamer, like IRC chat and everything. So, I thought it was interesting to see somebody praise it. Well, maybe you guys disagree. No, no, I mean it's cool. Yeah. Most of you guys haven't played it. Is the issue? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can't say anything. Just not in my head. Yeah, I, I like Shit. it, but I understand it's very different, and it is not for everybody. So. That's where I'm at with it. It's like, yep, if you're not looking for something different, then, you know, maybe you should avoid it. I can't convince you otherwise. All right, uh, give me a second here to get into our Google Voice. Did you guys have any other feedback that you've been hearing about the show you wanted to bring up? I know it's an odd thing to ask, but I need to kill some time. Um, Speaking of that, I do find interesting about concerning about your little comment. Excuse me, that sounds petty. I mean, not petty, that sounds condescending. But no, um, that's okay. My little comment. I'm 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 okay with that. No, sorry. Your comment about that. <laughs> My comment Nick about what? Cat? Sorry, no cat stuck in something. <laughs> what is he stuck in? Milk crate. <laughs> okay. Oh <my> <laughs> hey, you wanted to kill time, Chris, for killing time. <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying that. I just love that there's so many RPGs coming out all the time on so many different platforms and so many different I mean styles, practically subgenres of RPGs. That if really if FF13 isn't to your taste, it's okay. There's ten new RPGs coming out sometime soon that'll more than scratch your itch. That is a great point. And yet, I'm not really interested in a lot of them personally. Like I'm looking at the list and I'm going, you know what? I'll wait and see reviews. It seems like you've had plenty I'm not of play, into though. This. It seems like you've Me? got plenty. Yeah, you're playing Soccer Wars. You just finished something else. Well, I'm, I'm getting Soccer Wars. Yeah. Um, what else do you need? Isn't one every three how many weeks 40 hour? Yeah. yeah, how many 40-hour RPGs can you handle? I know. Me? A couple at a time. A couple at a time. <laughs> you guys are about to start Dragon Age. That should take care of you for like three months. <laughs> Well, we're just going to play when we feel like it. It's not well, like... No, that is you know, not how you finish Dragon Age. <laughs> you need to poop sock it a little bit. My, uh... Because I am not as big a Bioware fan as Scott is, so... I watch him play Bioware games. I make my commentary. You can play Pokemon while he's playing Dragon Age. Don't tempt me. <laughs> you should do Don't it. Don't tempt That's me totally because... Awesome. Damn do you it, not have Ocelot Pokemon yet? Keeps tempting me. No, I haven't. Oh, I haven't bought it. it. It's a great but... version. Well, that's just it. I actually, um, one of our staff members, Ocelot, her and I went out for lunch one day, mm-hmm. and we went to my favorite game store, and uh, the best thing ever was the owner, a friend of mine, he uh, was playing with his Pokewalker, and she's like, Pokewalker? And she pulled out hers, and then they started connecting in the middle of the store, and I was like, you wait, guys wait, are Wait, 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 can you nerds. connect Pokewalkers to other Pokewalkers? Yeah, yeah, by the infrared part. What does it do? Uh, you get send items. each other a gift. Oh, cool. So, um, I think... I can't remember what Becky got, but um, my friend, Gar, he got a, a heart from Becky. You know, it's funny. Um, I was watching – I watched the video about just that. Some guy at PAX East got 30 friends in his Pokewalker in f- less than 15 minutes. Nice. Just walking around PAX East. That's cool. Geek gathering for the win. I just – I think it's – it's. I would love to play Pokemon again, but I sort of had my Pokemon fix like two years ago. And I, I don't know. I tend to stay away. <laughs> 
All you right. know, I love the Pokemans. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll come back to Pokemon on uh, on the 3DS. Pokemon in 3D with upgraded graphics and everything. That's when I'll come back. Right, and I'm totally the next not gen. buying one of those. Okay, <laughs> well, you can just avoid play- buying it, but um, that's like saying you're not buying Nintendo's next handheld, because that's what I, it is. I am not interested in the 3DS, and not to mention well, as someone who's prone no, to headaches. But it I doesn't matter because it's the next handheld. You're saying I'm out yeah. for the entire next yeah, round of Nintendo remember, games. Yeah, but remember, not every game is going to be in 3D. It's just No, I'm aware yeah. of that. I mean, that is the next system entirely. So, I mean, that's a lot to skip out on. Eh, we'll see. It's a feature. Oh, it's a feature set. Just like every DS game Did doesn't use the Did you see the demo video? Every DS game does use the touchscreen. The demo video doesn't look like it's headache-inducing. Yeah, I mean, people are theorizing that. Well, it's not I mean, no, be, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, did you see it, though? Did you see no, the demo video? No, I didn't, video? but when I saw the announcement, I was kind of like, this no, is something No, 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 no. you, you, you got to see the demo video. It's it's yeah. different than you think. Can somebody and read that people, to her? Yeah, I'll get it. People are theorizing it's not necessarily going to pop out at you. More, it's going to create depth within the screen. Yeah, it's all perception stuff. It's not like the, the headache-inducing stuff. It's very different. Not, not at all. Because yeah, I, like, avoid... 3D movies for this purpose. <laughs> I, I think once you see it, you'll you'll understand that it, it's not so heinous. But okay. um, that was our that was our that was our little sidebar on Nix's game plane. And now let's move on to <laughs> real <laughs> to, content. We have a we have a Google Voice. Hey guys, this is Will Phyllis again. Oh, I was just wanting to call in and talk about your April Fool's joke. Um, I'll have to say that this what year, is the world's uh, going on? neither of them were really funny because I just felt like, uh, yeah, the Tales of Graces, I, I was really wanting to play, and it really upsets me that you got my hopes up. And, <laughs> what the oh, hell's going on? I can't do this anymore. This isn't funny. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say uh, April Fool's to all of y'all people out there, and tell Bill we miss him on the podcast. <laughs> He he got me completely. I thought it was Phil doing that, his voice, and that was that was Michael Cunningham doing his impression of Will Phyllis, which is <laughs> Phil's <Amazing>. evil twin. <laughs> and then he descended into Hank Hill. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> So he brings up a good point, though. Thank you, Michael. That was a good call. Um, he brings up a good point. We had a very mean story for any Tales fans this year. This year, we punked Tales, Tales fans by saying that there was an announcement that Tales of Grace would be coming out here. Right? Yep, we did. Which is, which is not an unreasonable thing. I mean, it's reasonable to think that Tales of Graces could be coming out here, right? It hasn't. It's not past the time where that could be announced, is it? Mm, I'm not sure, but you know what? At this point, considering we haven't heard much in the rumblings between that and the Vesperia PS3, I think it's safe to say right now, for right now, um, no, I don't think we're going to get it anytime soon. I mean, we've, we've lucked out on not getting half of the other stuff. Well, I mean, we got t- so, we've gotten all the recent Tales games, haven't we? No, we haven't. What have we not Mm-mm. been getting? We didn't, we didn't get Heart on the DS. Okay. We didn't get... Uh, the Vesperia PS3, which people yeah, are absolutely livid about. But we had the other Vesperia. So, but I mean, it doesn't already... matter. I mean, if, if you want to play Vesperia and you don't have a PS, you know, uh, an Xbox 360, you who kind are of you? are. If you don't have a 360, right? who are you? I mean, it's like. <laughs> I don't own a 360, you but I. You have a PS3? I, uh, I have a PS3. 
Okay, Scott has then how is Scott playing Dragon Age on 360? Uh, you Scott have access a, to a 360. <laughs> I do, but I hate the 360. You don't need a 360. You have one that you can play. No, no, I know, but I'm just I'm speaking in for other people. Okay, right? Like you know sure. what? It'd be nice to have. Shut up, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is that yes, I have access to Vesperia. I could play it, and I probably will when we get to you know in our Tales Year of Tales event. When we get to Vesperia, I will probably be playing it at Scott's house on 360. But we didn't get the PS3 version that came out much later. We still haven't gotten an announcement, obviously, for Graces. Uh, we're never going to get Innocence. And we're never going to get Which one Tempest. is Innocence? Tempest and Innocence were the first two DS games. Oh, okay. Oh, is and that then, the... Re- they're doing that remake of the first one on DS or something, Yeah, right? uh, PSP, PSP. And it's okay. not a full remake, from what I understand, because okay. it's, um, it's got a bunch of special dungeons, and it's actually got a different main character. Mm-hmm. But it's the same world. Okay. Which is the the Fantasia uh, okay. remake? So thing. I just did on on my uh, iPad. Take a drink. Um, I did a search <laughs> for uh, Tales of Graces, and I see like ten links down. There's a a petition to get it in Western territories. So people are well, no, it, very, there's a huge demand for it. Yeah, people want this. Well, there's a huge like demand. The, you, you you know what that means? A huge demand among the the fans. Among but, the fans. Yeah, I know. Like a friend of mine, uh, she actually imported it for her Wii. Like, she has a Japanese Wii. And she played it, and she's like, you know what? She goes, there's no reason why they can't bring this one over. And I said, well, what do you mean? She goes, this one is pretty much what all the North American Tales fans love without all the crap that they've dealt with before. What do you mean by dealt with? There's, it's the the combat. I mean, the combat's evolved over the years, but, like, you really, personal it's, experience. It's, it's not just press A a lot? It's not just press A a lot. Oh, unlike okay. the original ones. All right. I uh, I was not a fan of uh, uh, Fantasia and Destiny's battle system. I mean, it was a cool idea, but it was a lot of smash A, press the top button, smash A. Um, I'm not into that, really. I'd like a little bit more depth. So what is, okay, so that's interesting. (laughs) But the point being, we did that April Fool's that it was announced, and that was kind of mean, because it's it's a reasonable enough story that you could believe it. So oh, there's, a I know. Lot of, there's a lot of people who are very upset with us for doing that. Today. You know what? Like I said, as I was saying before, we could have done worse. There was a worse, no, an even meaner idea in the works. Oh, what was that? Uh, the one story suggested by one of our staff members was to, you know, make a news article about how Golden Sun DS got canceled. Oh, people yeah. would have been upset. That, that, would have, that would have been like pitchfork. Because even people who like good games like Golden, Gun, Golden Sun DS, so... Man, no, we're still giving YouTube comments on that video you posted. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a little Where sad. did you get this game? I want to play it. Can no, you send like, it to me? <laughs> he was like, no, because I didn't really out. play it. <laughs> I didn't even play it. The guy moved from right to left three steps. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That was our review of... Um, <laughs> April Fools. April Fools. Yes. <laughs> I gave it a hey, four out of five. We had some good content, I have to say. Like that, I did like the reviews that I uh, love the review of Metacritic. Review of Metacritic was great. Uh, yeah. Trusty Bell Two, written by our Michael Baker in Japan, <laughs> that was brilliant. I didn't if, see if, that if one. Did, was that good? It's in the it's in the points of view column. Um, it's absolutely hilarious, especially if you um, don't know a lot about Eternal Sonata. <laughs> 
Um, Points of trusty bell to Baha no Saitai no Musuko no Yopareta Jishitu. Which is a great, great, great title he came for it. Oh, Gave it a and, one and uh, a half out of five. Actually, all the reviews were one and a half out of five. Oh, that's awesome. That's true. They were all in sync with each other. Adrian reviewed the RP Gamer audience, which was really mean. And I'm just not sure if he's being. You, you just when you read it, you're not sure if this isn't his real feeling. <laughs> you get this feeling like he could act. I know it's supposed to be a joke, but he might actually feel this way about people on the forums. I don't know. Mm. So I thought that was kind of a dangerous joke to put up there. Oh. I think several times you say, "Hey, man, maybe you should tone that back a little bit." It's a little too mean spirited. <laughs> it was a bit mean spirited. Then there was Glenn who was saying, "No, make well, it worse." <laughs> Glenn just wants to. Man, that's just Glenn, though. It seems I like know that's a. Just Glenn. Uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, RP Gamer is a bit mean this year. So a lot, while a lot of sites have scaled back to just kind of do ridiculous comedy for April's Fools, we decided um, apparently like we, we don't care. We're going to, we're going to run with this full bore. Um, Nick, did my... you mention your contribution? Oh, God, yeah. Um, I wrote she Yakuza brought back fan Twilight art. No, wait. What did you bring back? Fan fiction. I brought back fan fiction to scare uh, Andrew Long, <laughs> and then I proceeded to write uh, Yakuza Three slash Twilight Thick. Really, that sounds intriguing. I did. <laughs> <laughs> it was a. It was as usual a beautiful sunny day in the sky city of Bujerba. The lovely white building seemed That's... to sparkle in the sun. <laughs> That's the other really awesome fic written by uh, Becky Cunningham or Ocelot. She's our newsy. Beck, is that and like Michael's that sister a... or something? What is that? No. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. She just happens to have the same last name as him. Why are you Team Kazuma? Kazuma. Because don't you understand in the Twilight fandom how people are like Team Jacob and Team Edward? No. I thought that, was a, Burger King. I thought that was a Burger King promotion. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. So, oh, oh, one's the werewolf, is... one's the vampire. Werewolf all yes. the way. Yeah, that's yes. easy. I mean, why would you well, want to date a sparkling vampire? Well, you I can wouldn't... date a sparkling yaksa. <laughs> oh, come on. Read, read the opening paragraph to our audience. It's amazing. <laughs> about three things I was extremely positive about. First, Kazuma Kiryu was, in fact, a gangster. Second, there was a part of him that dominated every inch of him that thirsted for my beauty and knowledge. And third, I had the absolute hots for him. <laughs> That's wow. actually sort of a direct ripoff from the book. From Twilight? Oh. From Twilight. There's actually one other portion in the fanfic where I do it again. <laughs> what in the world is this more... language later on? You get nasty. <laughs> Did we take your piece of what? That's terrible. <laughs> This should be oh. censored. Oh, it, it's not that bad. Oh, come on. Oh, no. It's not that come good on. either. That's the point. <laughs> come on, do so, you actually expect fanfic to be good? So go read through that if you want some uh, delayed April Fool's fun. Wow. Uh, don't guys, read it. Don't read if it. If you're smart. Oh, let's get on to news. Uh, as Anna returned to us, she uh, had to step away. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Making lunch or something? What's going on? No. I'll tell you later. You'll tell us later. Oh, okay. Scary. All right. So first story. Gets... What? Mm-hmm. No, what's that? Oh, go right ahead. Oh, okay. 
Oh, so I heard her typing. So I was like, she's going to tell us now. So. I know she is going to tell us no. now. And just she doesn't want to broadcast it to America at large. No, no. You know what? It never fails. Mother-in-law always messages me Saturday morning. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> Your so mother-in-law. My mother-in-law. So it's do you like, like hot the mother-in-law, or do you not like? The oh yeah, I get along mother-in-law. with my in-laws. Great. Oh. I mean, don't forget they paid for my university. You're the like, only one. They're awesome. Yeah. Interesting. And they have four boys and no girls. So the daughters-in-law are like super duper spoiled. Nice. That works. Yes. Okay. Although so- I have not, in- I have not increased the Newfeld clan size, so she is still slightly yeah, disappointed. And, yeah. Yeah, they're probably disappointed about that. <laughs> yeah, she tried to talk me out of it. Is that even... All right, anyway, we'll talk about that later. All right, Penny Arcade. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is sad news. And I, so, I, I don't know if we covered this already. I, I remember us talking about it recently. Well, but, uh, basically, they had... It's come up a couple times where it's like, is Penny Arcade 3 coming out? And they're sort of like, maybe. Oh, that's right. Last week we did cover this. Joystick had a story. And now this week there's been some more follow-up. Um, Hothead Games officially commenting on the fact that Penny Arcade 3 is not happening. And he says, we've been looking long and hard at a way to get Episode 3 done, but we have come to realize that it just doesn't make sense for us as a company to complete the next installment. I guess that means nobody bought Episode 2 and they're worried about Episode 3 working. Which uh, I have yeah, to say, Episode have to 1 say, Hothead, had like... Good sales. Yeah, but th- that- this is Hothead's fault because uh, this is this was episode content mismanaged. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is we had no release date for three. Completely, everyone and they were too short on their own. So, but here's my question to you, Anna: How does mm-hmm. Telltale succeed at this and Hothead fail? Because um, well, Telltale do also does right. these episodic games, just for people who don't know. They do the Monkey Island games, Wallace and Gromit games, Sam and Max games, and they've been successful yes. having these episodic games. And I think it's because, well, here, what do you have to say? Well, they do a few things. Number one, there's a set release schedule right up front. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Hothead never did that with On the Rain, Slip, Precipice of Darkness. It was sort of like episode, when episode one was out, they announced episode two. When episode two was out, they announced episode three, but they didn't give it any sort of timeline um telltale is really good and it's something that they're really like transparent about is the fact that they have x amount of work done before the series comes out at all and then you know when episode one comes out they are still working on episode two but they have you know all of the basic stuff down you know the graphics don't change the engine doesn't change um a lot of the plot stuff is very similar um, a lot of the things that ends up changing from episode to episode, um, you can do in a relatively short period of time. The voice acting, I believe, is all done before any of the episodes are out. Ah. So really, Telltale's making a longer commitment when, when they make one of these games, which is interesting because yeah. it's episodic. I mean, and if it it's, sucks it's after bigger, the first game, what are you going to do? Just stop. Right. It's, <laughs> it's a much bigger risk yeah. the way that Telltale does it. But it paid off. But bigger risk, bigger payoff. <laughs> well, and so what they're doing, you know, Telltale releases a game a month pretty much when they do this. Yeah. They say yeah. we're going to all it's summer is going to be Monkey Island summer. So if Hothead had done like episode one, two, three a month apart. This probably would have well, been fine. Well, I think they, I think they would have been better doing them about eight to ten weeks apart because they are RPGs. Well, they fair. do require yeah. a little bit more to put into them. Well, they're not I mean, much most more. Of the, oh, to make most yeah. of the, uh, as far as I remember, each Rain Slick episode was about ten hours. You know, they do seem to have a lot more assets in each game. Right, yeah. and I mean, 
the Telltale games are about three to five. Yeah. Okay. You can do them in two hours if you're really good. Yeah. If you're really good. Well, you can do Monkey Island one in two hours if you're really good, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you basically know what you're doing yeah. and go once, through once it all. You know, Ian's disagreeing with me. Ian doesn't think it can be done in two hours. I think a, a speed run could be uh, done. The, the newer Monkey Islands have a bit more stuff that you can't speed through as much, I think. But right. Regardless. Um, and, I mean, I don't think you could really speed through the strong bad either. Okay. Just because some of the things, I don't want to call them unintuitive because they aren't, but they really require you to think in a different way. Yeah. Well, we're getting off point here, so... Sorry. Yeah. So they, they. So we're talking about Rain Slick Precipice of Darkness, Episode Three. It's been canceled, and uh, nice summary to catch on, people. On up. top of, on top of what Chris said, um, another comment that they made elsewhere is basically they're doing another project right now, and they simply can't balance doing Rain Slick Three <laughs> and this other project. Read, this no, other project promises sucking. to make us money, so we're going to do it instead. <laughs> well, I mean, they have. They are basically making the same decision that some other companies have made, where it's basically like we could make two games, but two, but if we made two of them, we're splitting our resources, and they would both end up being mediocre. Well, or but we they're going further than that. They're saying not only are we not going to split our resources, we're just done with this. We're yeah. not going to do it. I mean, this is the thing: is episode of content is so time sensitive. Yeah. And I think they basically had to make the decision of we can either make it now and focus on it, or we can just say you know, toss it out the window and work on our other project. Unless you're Valve, then apparently you can take as long as you need for your episodes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're Blizzard, if you're Valve, that's fine. But I mean, <laughs> if you're not, you know, this no. is Hothead. Well, what's the good, though, is Penny Arcade has announced they are going to finish the story from this game yes. on their website or something. Yeah, they haven't really gone into much detail about how the story well, is going to finish. I appreciate the them doing that. Yeah. will conclude, and that's nice of them. Thank so you. now I don't need to wait on episode two anymore. I've been waiting till episode three got announced before I was going to buy episode two. Yeah, so I'll just buy it. <laughs> it apparently is five bucks on Steam and five bucks on PSN. Oh, wait, I did buy it. There was a sale. So I've already got it. I just need to play it. Hmm. I I, I'm waiting for it to go down on Gamersgate. Are you going to play it on PC? It's... Yeah, I'll probably play it on PC. No, that's fine. I can understand that. It, it worked well enough on the Xbox, though. Okay. Well, if I see it cheap there, then I'll get it. It's, uh, I can understand the benefit of a mouse, though, because they have some of those adventure game elements. So if you really like that, you know, you know, I could see going for that, too. Anyway, all right, that was, that was Penny Arcade being canceled. All right, purchase DSiWare games. This sucks. You can't transfer them to the XL. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about this last week? I, why do I feel no, like No, I think this did? is like an issue we talk about a lot, though. Well, okay, so Nintendo said, so this DSi came out, and you can't transfer the games. And that sucks. You know, this begs a lot of questions. Is What are they going to do with the... 3DS. I mean, um, we all hope that they're going to have some kind of login system, right? Like Xbox Live, PSN, any Steam, where you can re-download any game you purchase on your account anytime, right? Mm-hmm. But they need do you an actually account. Do- Nintendo needs your Nintendo account to be on these systems is what they need. I don't yeah. know why they haven't done it. It's just dumb. Because a lot of people are thinking now that this, uh, the 3DS is going to have a lot more power, you can be able to download old Game Boy games, Game Boy Advance games. They just you know? have not committed to this download service. They don't advertise no, the WiiWare good. titles. The DSiWare titles are just, um, you have to go search for them, and it's like, what are you doing with these? And now it's like, I, I don't want to invest in this because if something happens, I can't transfer it. What am I doing? If I get a exactly. new system, I can't transfer it? Really? I mean, that's really holding them back from even like releasing bigger titles. Like, I would love to buy, I mean, 
I think me and Jonathan Self on the staff would love to buy old Game Boy games and have them on the go and be able to play like the original Advance Wars anytime we want to. But why would I spend twenty to thirty dollars on a game that if my DS gets lost somewhere? They haven't even announced that they're going to do Game Boy Advance games. But just like an idea, but that I would never invest more money. Is what I'm saying. If like if even if you feel like you wouldn't spend five bucks on a game, like four dollars on a game. I mean, they I don't, don't have a future. At this three. point, now that I know this, I don't feel like buying any more DSiWare games, honestly. But, you know, I have an iPhone, so I've got plenty of other portable game options. So I'm a little mm. different there. But I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Is there a way to transfer for a, for a Wii? We talked about this once before. I can't remember. You can, uh, if you buy a new Wii, no. I don't think so, but if your no. Wii breaks, if they'll you... transfer. Yeah. You have to like do their service though, so you have to pay. Caveat Mtor: yeah. the Nintendo service in Canada for Wii blows. Okay, so it costs more is what the issue is, right? Horribly expensive. Yeah, but that's the only way to keep all your stuff. <laughs> so have fun. Or I mean, here's the thing: is the thing that is most likely to die in your Wii, particularly if you have like a launch Wii, is the motor to read the discs. Mm. So if which was the same thing that died in the GameCube. I don't the know why. Same thing that's work. died in CD systems for a long time, like the turbo. Yeah, but I mean the issue, game it? GameCube and Wii seem to be particularly like if something's gonna die, that's gonna be the thing that dies. Mm-hmm. Um everything else seems to be built really good. Um so I mean I have my old Wii that I still have like my six oh, or eight downloads. So you on. could play your download games on the old one. Right, and then that. I have my new one, which actually plays, like, CDs and games. Why didn't you, and I you know, is the price to repair it more than the price of a new Wii? $150 plus shipping. So, no. Plus, they may charge you more if there's something they need to replace. Wait, well, then what's the 150 for? Just for looking at it. Oh, you're kidding me. That's ridiculous. <laughs> See, in it the States, is. it's, like, 50 bucks flat fee. Yeah, which could be good for you because they might replace it, or it could be bad for you because it might just replace a twenty-five dollar part. That's okay. It's only fifty bucks, though, compared to the right. price of a new system. Yeah, I mean, you can swallow fifty dollars. I mean, and I mean, I... it was going to take like two weeks for them to figure out what the hell was going on. So I was just like, mm, hundred fifty dollars plus potentially more, and at least two weeks out of my Wii, or I can just buy a new one for two hundred fifty dollars. Ding. Do you use your Wii that much, Anna? Yes, every day. Mm. Really? To do what? Uh, well, we all use Wii Fit. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, I love it all at the same time. <laughs> not EA Sports. Active. That's mm-hmm. too hard. No. <laughs> no. It just, it's, you it's... just sound defeated. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, um, back on this DSi XL thing. Is, is anyone on staff going to think of picking one up? or? No, I just got a DSi. Oh. I have a DSi, and now that the 3DS was announced, I'm thinking no. Yeah, I think I'm because that's like $180. I can easily pay for most, if not all, of the 3DS. Yeah, I, I'll just well, I mean, it's going to be a long time before the 3DS comes out. But I what I've the thing is, I've been playing my DSi, and I don't feel like it's too small. Mm. That and that's it's kind true. Of the I mean, thing. it's not like it's not like an Apple upgrade where you know Apple updates their iPods or their stuff every year. But those you get significantly more power and more new features. This is just I'm getting or, something out of those. But you'd get something out of this too, though. If you stay in the bigger screens and you're playing it all the time, you'd get something out of this. I just, I don't play my DS enough, I think, to justify Mm -hmm. it. Whereas with my Apple products, I use them many, many, many hours a day. So there's a difference for me. If I was using my DS that often, I might consider getting a DSi XL for home, but I'm not. 
Yeah, if you, it makes sense. If you're going to use it every single day, I'm sure if you break down how much $180 is, you'll get your money's worth. Yeah. Right. And I mean, it's one of those things where it's like we're, we're probably going to go with the 3D when it comes out. If my old DS falls apart and Ian really doesn't want to change its case, then we'll think about getting a DSi XL. Yeah, that's fair. No, I think he should do the, the case mod and like post the pics of the process on our Facebook page. I want to see how it goes. <laughs> Here it is when we started. Here it is when we're done. It looks like a different yeah, system It is true. Entirely. I was just thinking about that. Like, the, the more time that goes on, the less likely I am to buy an Excel. Because I'm thinking, well, it's four more months. So I, I figure if I don't buy one now, I'm not going to. Yeah. I mean, and I just wanted to put that in there because it's such a icky point. I wanted to make sure everyone's aware of that. You know, there's actually some interesting RPGs on the DSiWare store. GameLoft has released a couple of... Uh, Cheap little yeah, now that, that I have a DSi, I was thinking about downloading Gameloft. it. That is a Ubisoft's t- company, right? Yeah. 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 So that's, what have they put out? It's um, something... Legend of Exia. What is it there called? There it is. Exia? Legend of Exia. Legend of Exia. That's different than Legend of Exima. I don't know what it's called. I am making it up as I go along. Oh. Legend of Exima? What? Yeah, that would be bad. It's, it was on the... Uh, I can't read today. <laughs> DS, Nintendo... PSP, cell phone, the Wonder Swan it's... color. Was it really Wonder Swan color? Give me one minute. I'll get the name and then pretend I can say it like I normally do. Okay. Okay. It is drum roll. It's called Legends of Exedia. Oh, Exedia. Expedia. Uh, <laughs> no, not like Legend of Expedia. Yes. <laughs> Best game. It started that gnome in the yeah. Expedia commercials. Yes, that's um, one of the ones that Game Loft put out. All right. I would like a Priceline uh, RPG starring William Shatner. <laughs> I want any RPG starring William Shatner. Seriously, That'd be awesome. Well then, um, why don't you play some Star Trek Online, Chris? Oh, oh, is he? Oh, in it? that was good. He's not in it. No. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but it's a story. We have to talk about this right, week. Well, what's going on with Star Trek day. Online? Um, well, they have this uh, whole thing where they're like, uh, they actually just put out a major content update. And they call it Season 1 Common Ground. And uh, basically, they are looking ahead to the next two seasons, uh, which they're calling Moving Targets. I'm not really sure what they mean about that. Um but they they have promised season two and three this year in 2010. Okay. So anything interesting um, about season two or season three that we should care about? They have said like nothing about it. Awesome! What a great um, way to generate hype. S- season one basically adds PvP. Oh, okay. And uh, a new ship for the Klingons, and some like minor customization stuff. And some high-level Borg content. Borg, did you say? Hmm. Borg. All right. So I actually wanted to talk about this because I've kind of been like meanly giggling because I I watch all the 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 download services that aren't Steam, and so I've been like watching this go on sale on Impulse and Gamersgate, and basically it goes like ten or twenty dollars off and an extra sixty days of subscription. Oh, interesting. So that's like, mm, 
I see people have a lot of confidence in this game. Not really. <laughs> deep, deep, deep sales. So if you want to get out on Star Trek Online, those sales are going on like freaking all the time. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Your mileage may vary. So yeah, if you're playing Star Trek Online, you get Borg, you get Klingon, you get PvP. Win. Well, that's... All right, there you go for the Star Trek fans. And my awesome... My awesome tie-in. What's your awesome tie-in? William Shatner, man. Oh, right. Sorry. It was a segug. You say goog. You say goog. <laughs> I hate you all. <laughs> I'm not we are all persons you. of lordly caliber, Anna. You should not hate us. Oh, yeah. snap. You want, bad, you want bad segues? There you go. Uh, Ogre Battle 64 came out this week on the Virtual Console. Woo-hoo! Person of Lordly Caliber. This is Michael's favorite Ogre Battle title. This is one he yes. really likes. He's considering buying like it again on his Wii, later. but he's not sure because it would take him five minutes to just hook up his N64. But um, I'm This might be the first. This... Sorry, go ahead, Manny. I was going to say, I think this might be the first the, uh, WiiWare game I actually buy, or I mean Virtual Console game I buy. Oh. Nice. I have. I, I, sorry. I was saying, I just always wanted to play this one. I mean, um, I, <laughs> I always wanted to play this game, and I missed out on it. By the time I found, by the time I got into the Ogre Battle series, this game was like seventy dollars, eighty dollars on eBay, and I was just yeah. so. I um, I actually have the first Ogre Battle, um, March of the Black Queen, on my Wii, my current Wii. And I love Ogre Battle and Ogre Battle 64. So I'm buying this because, unlike Michael, it is a super huge pain in the butt for me to hook up my N64. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those games that, like, um, Sam was talking about it earlier. It has, like, significant other written all over it because it's a game that you can actually sort of play it together. Mm. And you can make decisions together. So it's actually really cool like that. And the yeah. story is really easy to follow in piecemeal. So yeah, well, I'm so oh, I'd, uh, I'd get this. I always loved those ogre battle stories. I mean, I remember I was like in Tactics Ogre. After I spent maybe like sixty hours playing that game, I, I did everything I could do, and at the end, when everything was said and done, I got assassinated. And that's how my game ended. I was oh, very sad. That sounds awful. <laughs> I've uh, I've got I just picked up. Um, I don't know. I guess I'll talk about this later. But I picked up. Uh, I was at Midwest Gaming Classic this past weekend, and mm-hmm. I picked up. Um, the first Ogre Battle for PlayStation. Sweet. So I got to get into yeah, it. Yeah, the that. quote unquote limited edition. Is that Tactics Ogre? I mean, what's it called? Ogre Battle no, for PlayStation? This is no, Ogre it's, Battle, it's March of the Black Queen. Queen. This, is the, this is the reissue of the Super Nintendo game, but it was for PlayStation. Gotcha. For the PlayStation. Yeah, they changed the stuff, and, and some people say the Super Nintendo version is better. So you have to. Um, eventually, you know. ask, apparently. Better. Some people don't not... like the font in the PlayStation yeah. version. The font is kind of icky. But I got How much did you pay for it? Five dollars. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, in that's case amazing. they had a nice mint condition one in case for seventy-five. This is just the disc, but the disc is great for five. So I said, I can spend five bucks. Why not? It's less than it costs on five virtual console on to get the, yeah, exactly. yeah, to get the Super Nintendo version. I'm getting the PlayStation version, which until I did some research, I figured would be better. <laughs> I love gaming deals like that. Yeah, like. I went to, when I was at Anime North last year, I picked up um, Vanguard Bandits for 20 bucks. So I was pretty happy. Seriously? Nice. I saw... That's the guy... Yeah, it's a working designs game. And the guy had no idea that, you know, if you actually look at the prices of this game on eBay, they're ridiculous. 
I, told I him, actually like, have the strategy guide sealed. Nice. Awesome. I should sell that at some point. <laughs> I will totally take it off your hands because I'm actually stuck in the game right now. <laughs> well, oh, you're going to open it. It's a collector's item, Sam. He's gonna charge I you open a lot. everything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Collector's um, item, Spectre's item. Actually, I'd love some feedback from the listeners because um, we actually have a thread up on the forums right now that is basically what do you think RP gamers should improve, add, subtract, etc. And someone suggested um, that we do a trading section of the forums. So if you are interested in yeah, something like that, I'm or if wondering you think about that. Terrible does, idea. Isn't the best way to do trading to be connected with the largest community possible? Yeah, and but thus there's nothing. going to one of the dedicated sites like Cheap Ass Gamer or Guzex or, or something. Guzex. Yeah, yeah, but the point that people are arguing is that nowhere is RPG centric. Does it mm-hmm. need to be? Some people, I think, would prefer it that way. But, I mean, you just so, have a different... it's an idea. But, but, I want to I mean, put it out you there. Have, like, okay, GameTZ is the other big one, right? And don't you just go to the the RPG section of the forums? I don't know. All right. People it, have thrown out the idea. I want to get some feedback. I guess this so is like... Why would you know, use it? I guess if we just, just want to play favorites with each other and be like, you know, you're an RP gamer. I'm an RP gamer. I'll cut you a deal. Let's do this. Yeah, hey, I've been doing it. All right. Yeah. Like, I uh, mean, Adrian. I, yeah, oh. Adrian loaned you a game. I yep. have, I bought Lee like $300 worth of games one year. He paid me back. Well, that's um, good. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Jooms just got a, a PlayStation, and uh, I sent him Final Fantasy VIII and Final Fantasy Tactics because he'd asked uh, if they were worth playing, and I just said, you know what, I'm just going to send them to you, and you can enjoy them. <laughs> yeah, in fact, so, um, the first six months that I was working at RP Gamer. Right after I launched the Points of View column, uh, Doug Hill, Stom, who used to be our head of news way back in the day, and he was the guy that hired me, uh, he actually mailed me like five PlayStation games that we needed reviews for. Yeah, but for non-staff, how are we going to do that? Because, you know, you just mail your games off to somebody on the forum that you don't know. I don't know. I've like, mailed games to like Studio Underdog, and he mailed it back to me. All right. I, I'm just well, saying, just, before if, you go mailing off your copy of Radiant Silver Gun to if, somebody, you might want to be careful. Said, I if think it's, it's also being picky about what you send. Because, for example, way, I'm not going to send certain things that I have to yeah, people. Obviously. By the way, I mean, Michael. Right now, I'm okay. basically gauging interest. Yeah. If there's enough interest, then we'll sit down probably with the, with the member moderators and go, okay, what kind of rules and legalities do we need to Everybody, have let us know if you have interest in this. And, you know, it's so easy for us to just put up a. Put up a forum, I suppose, and say just right. do it and here Emic at your own risk. The channel has made some, two excellent points. Number one, um, there's actually a really high level of trust in our community, so that's something to be said. We have a lot of members that have been around since this forum inception, which was April 2002. And number two, um, being RPG centric, we understand that RPGs take 80 hours of play. So if you're loaning out a copy of you know your Persona game, you're not going to ask for back in two weeks. So, thank you, Emic. Um, I would also like to point out that Michael Tidwell does have a a, a complete copy of um, Panzer Dragoon Saga, um, mm. and I would encourage everyone to beg him to borrow that <laughs> game from him, since he won't let me borrow it. He doesn't trust you with it. He doesn't trust the mail sending the discs out. 
Ah. So I was like, okay, well, let's pack the discs up in very high-quality individual packages. We'll leave the original case and instructions at your house. And then he's like, actually, I just don't want the disc to leave me. <laughs> he has some emotional attachment to the game, even you know though he what? doesn't There's- play it. I'm like that too, though. There's certain games that I have in my collection that it's like, I don't care who you are. You could be my boyfriend. You're still not touching it. But I would like everyone to email dragon at rpgamer.com, you know, <laughs> since he's not here, and just say, hey, it's time for you to let Chris borrow your game. Or you can just beg him to let you borrow it yourself if, if you'd rather. I don't mind. Mm. We'll get him. We'll get him. We'll break him down. Or you down. can start a thread saying, hey, why are you so stingy? Yeah, why? Hey, Michael, why the heck are you so sticky? We'll sticky it on every single forum. Great. <laughs> oh, oh dear. <laughs> oh. So what you're telling me is I should leave the forums for a couple of weeks. Yeah. That's right. Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Michael. I can't take them down. I'm on vacation from the forums. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> oh. oh, goodness. Shall we continue with the news? I think we should. So um, BioWare is doing something interesting. So they when don't they do something interesting? Well, all right. So <laughs> every other week, when they when they release costume packages for two dollars, hot. Yeah. So they kicked off what's called the BioWare Bazaar, which is basically if you register games with them, if you do a couple of things that they list on their on their site, you get these little credits, which you can then put into auctions, which I guess enter you into a drawing for stuff. Is that how it works? Uh, yeah. It's like a tw- like little Twitter contests. So if you follow Bioware's Twitter feed, they'll be like, "So, uh, what would Miss what well, what's his name? What would Shepard want to eat for lunch?" And then you say like, "Shepard would love this for lunch," and you get a couple of points. Okay. Would he eat sure, Shepard's pie? What I, okay, so that's how you get points. You get points from fulfilling challenges on by on twitter.com which is you give an answer and then they'll randomly pick a number of people who gave an answer and give them tokens you refer people to the to the to the to the i don't know you refer people to the site on facebook or something and they'll they'll give you tokens for that if you just have a social.bioware.com account you get tokens for that and if you register your games you get tokens for that um the most tokens is from buying dragon age origins awakening what do you know the most recent game and then once you have it what do you do with the tokens? Oh, uh, you go into a bidding war. Where? Is it up? Have they when actually started that yet? I don't know. Oh, on April sixth, the first auction begins. Mm. Um. So, so I guess you go into bidding war, but you know, some people's uh, whatever. So you, start you know, I find stuff. interesting though is that um, I like a lot of other sites, maybe like Screenix members, where if you have enough points, you can get a prize. It sounds like here, even if you yeah, did the all the Nintendo challenges. prizes are out at the Nintendo. Um, what is it called? Club Nintendo? Yeah. So if you've been adding your games to Club Nintendo, go check that out. They've announced the new prizes, the Game & Watch Collection 2 and stuff. So. Yeah, but it seems like here, even if you do do all that, you still might not get anything because you might get outbid. Yeah. Well, you know, th- that's the thing, though. They've got probably enough prizes that it, all you get are these tokens once, so someone will bid a lot, and then they'll be out of tokens. So eventually you should be able to get something. Mm. Does it say, like, the quantity of each item? It doesn't say anything yet. We don't know what auctions they have and how many they're going oh, to Oh, actually, do. I remember seeing that. Uh, I can get the link really quick. Keep talking. Okay. Game & Watch Collection 2 is 800 coins. i got to register some stuff. I've been forgetting to do that. Oh, but I could get the Hanafuda cards. Can anybody let me know out there if Hanafuda cards are, getting, are worth getting? 
Those are the original playing cards that Nintendo started as a company making, and I've been wondering if I should get those. All right, I found mm. it. I found their prize list. Oh, oh, okay. So let me see. Um, they have stuff like the Mass Effect 2 Collector's Edition artwork branded computer. Total value $4,000. They only have two in stock. So yeah, there's like a really long list of things. Mm. You can get some gun. Wait, some Gunner's gaming glasses, a headset, a Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age Origins. For I've been PC, wanting to other. try those Gunner ga- gaming glasses. I wonder if they're. Do you hard? Cool. Do you game that hardcore that you need the extra edge? No, I think I just want some cool glasses. <laughs> you know, I they cost like 150 bucks or something, right? They oh, do they? Hmm. Well, you think something called gaming glasses would cost like five bucks? No, nah, you're right. Well, I, I expected like 70 or something. Not 150. I'll check it out. No, that's fair. Uh, Bioware also did some other interesting stuff with their DLC. So they've got gifts. So this is weird. They put up DLC. Is it still up? Does anybody know? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You can get it on PSN or Xbox Live. So there's two packages. One is the prank pack, which includes ten feast day pranks, like the protective dog cone for your dog, which I love. That if you want to put a cone on your dog, and. Uh, Along with some gifts to make up for the pranks you pull. So I'm assuming this gives you minus with these party members if you do it or something. Like, one of them is an Alistair, Alistair uh, voodoo doll for Morrigan, which is awesome. That is great. <laughs> Anyone who's played the game knows that's perfect. And I don't know what the other pack is. Oh, Feast Day Gifts. Okay, so Prank Pack and Feast Day Gifts. So there you go. And they're both 2 bucks, or you can buy them both for $3 in a combined package. So look for that in Dragon Age. I'll probably be picking those up because um, there are just not enough gifts in the game for Morgan. So I yeah, apparently that dog collar is the one item that, that upsets your dog because you know your dog never loses uh, affection for you. Yeah. That's the one thing that will piss him off, the one thing. <laughs> I wonder how much it takes off. Be funny. Oh, apparently you can give him like a little prize afterwards to make him feel better. Just saying, I'm, just kidding. give him a bone. I mean, you end up with so many dog items and you never use them in that game anyway. Yeah, I always wondered about that. Yeah, it's like we're we're gonna do this, but we forgot to or something. Oh, uh, wizardry. Who's into wizardry? Not me. Nobody. <laughs> okay. Cricket. Cricket. So uh, apparently they finally have a, an announced... We've been talking about these wizardry, these new wizardry games they've been putting out for a while. Apparently there's finally a release date. It'll be out in Japan on July 29th for about 5,300 yen or so. And uh, as with Wizardry The Wedge of Life, this is Wizardry The Legacy of Oblivion. It is for sale exclusively on Amazon. And there's no word on a U.S. release as far as I know, sadly. Which is weird because weren't those Western designed? Um, maybe not alright I guess not I'm wrong on that okay how about Pokemon people like Pokemon right <laughs> Pokemon 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 anyone know what you get to do now with your Pokemon with your Pokewalker Pikachu okay thank you <laughs> yes um, starting uh, today actually I think it was yesterday uh, no, it was April 1st. April 1st through May 5th, owners of Pokemon Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver can download the exclusive Yellow Forest Path for use in their Pokewalker. And thank you for screwing everybody out of this in Canada again. Oh, it's US only? Oh, that stinks. Yeah. 
So I need to go on to my Pokemon and download that path. Not the oh no! Yeah, and you Never mind. Get... I thought it was through GameStop again. It's no, through no, Nintendo. it's through the it's through the uh, Wi-Fi okay. connection. So just my bad. <laughs> Probably good for all the world then. Yeah, I and you can was... get a searching Pikachu finally. Yes. And a flying um, Pikachu. We knew was talking about this. Air in the staff channel a couple weeks ago. But I thought he said it was going to be GameStop, so I apologize. That was wrong. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. So let's see. We've got also some Final Fantasy IX news. We were talking about what? this last week. Um, the potential of them releasing Final Fantasy IX had come up, and it seems like they have in Japan, or they've announced a date or something. So let's see. They, uh, there's a video on Screen Enix's Twitter that officially announces that Final Fantasy IX is heading to the PlayStation Store in Japan. This is after that weird comment from like one of the producers over at Square Enix saying, we've officially started talking about this, and if there's enough interest, we're considering doing it. As though it should be a hard thing. Which I still yeah, don't really. understand that. It's like, who owns this game? Square. Who would be putting Let it us up? know Square. if you like us making money, because if you like us making money, we'll do it. It's so weird. So apparently they... This is a, yeah. This is a no-brainer. I, I don't know why it's not even out now, to be honest. Uh, like, their whole we waited how long for eight? And... Really? The catalog should just be up. I don't know why it isn't, you know? They should just put the whole thing up. Stupid square. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And uh, let's see, we've got... So that, that'll that finally come. We still have no U.S. date, and we have no Japanese date. We, so we, we, we just know... Does, any, out here. does anyone know how long um, 8 came out on PSN after it came out in Japan? Oh, it was a It took at least while. a couple months. I mean, 7 took a while, too. So it, it just takes a while. Right. Uh, the so, U.S. Uh, is just uh, not a priority. Never eventually this year. Eventually this year, you'll be able to replay the game again. Yeah, because you've been waiting for nine. Who's going to pick it up? Somebody, uh, not me, but I know there are people on, site, on the site and on staff who like the card game and stuff, so I'm sure they'll pick it up. Not a fan of, this year, not a fan of nine? Um, I liked it okay. I, you know, I had fun playing through it during the summer, but I, there's nothing to go back to. It wasn't very revolutionary. It was not the return to old school Final Fantasy storytelling that I was hoping for. What I liked best out of that game, really, was the remix of Guguru Volcano. Hmm. You know, do 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 do. Oh, very specific. Yeah, do 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 do. It's a song from the first Final Fantasy game that they they brought back into the soundtrack of Final Fantasy IX. I enjoyed that, but I mean, the characters in IX suck for the most part. It means like half the cast is worthwhile, and the other half is kind of like, you have this cool dragoon, Steiner's fun comedy relief, Vivi's awesome, but what else do you got? Like, this, this large tongue is in your party that likes to eat stuff. I mean, come on. If you go back, if you go back to the Q&A columns way back in the day, yeah, when the Final Fantasy IX artwork was first being released, I actually had, like, a fan make me a Q&A signature for when I was moonlighting on the column. And it was a cat looking up with a tail. And then the Zidane artwork was released, like, a week later. <laughs> it looks like Zidane. Yes. <laughs> oh, that stinks. Because it has short blonde hair and a tail. And the pose was very similar. I love Final Fantasy IX, but I know I'm in the minority. Oh, no, I love Nine too. 
<laughs> Yay! Girl power. Adorable. Yeah, I was wondering why you two didn't jump in there. It's like a solid Final Fantasy title. I just don't. It doesn't hit that level of love for me. It's in that. It's in that Final Fantasy seven through nine stretch of like. Uh, you know, it's funny it that game. Soon. <laughs> I mean, it's weird, but uh, I played that game years ago. But I still remember like every little detail what happened. So I don't really feel the need. It's like it wasn't like such a complex. It was such a like sort of a simple kind of story. It has such a bad ending too. Like with Kuja, mm. it's, I don't understand that stuff at the end there. It, it made no sense. It, it's so Eastern in the way of thinking there. Can yeah. we spoil it? Spoilers? Um, should we? I just want to know what happened. If you remind, refresh my memory. Okay, so talking. spoiler tag for Final Fantasy IX starting now. Okay. Uh, Kuja, at the end, like, they're leaving. Okay, first of all, the last boss you fight mm. the last boss and then after that it's like okay here's the real last boss that you've not heard of seen or interacted with in any way shape or form now you're going to fight this necronomicon guy just for the hell of it it's like it's a real last boss coming out of absolutely nowhere right i remember cheap. that you- that was stupid and then you're leaving and kuja all of a sudden has this chance to like kind of be redeemed and like okay he can why doesn't he come out with us and everyone could be happy and he can like start a life where he's not evil anymore? But he's like, no, my time has passed. And he just decides to lay down there and like die as they're escaping from this thing that's falling apart. And it never made sense to me. Like, why did he do that? That always bugged me. What do you, two, what do you girls think? Narcissism. Narcissism. Narcissism? Yes. What do you mean? That's why he lies there and dies. Oh. Okay. He's so narcissistic that he can't think of the fact that he was defeated. No. Mm. Okay. Oh. All right. No, I agree. Wait, no, you missed that. Her. Okay. No, I agree with her. It's just I, I mean hated the ending too, but it was more of I was more traumatized by the fact that Kujo wears a thong. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm not saying that the ending is awesome. Um, it's weak. There is a logical train of thought going on there. Yeah, and I never understood to... what it was. All right. Yeah, you fell off the track. Yeah. But, you know, it was the end, and then they had their happy ending after that. You know, like, oh, look, yay, they do reunite. Yay. Who, who didn't expect that? Um. <laughs> hey, I got all teary-eyed at that. I'm sure I might have. Um, the song also wasn't very good. Melody's a Life, not, all the, not the best single. Um, but then again, I really like Eyes on Me, so I'm weird. So The Fei Wong song? You are weird. I, I know. Yep. Is 8 worth going back to play at this point? No. And then I think alike. Yeah, we don't like it. All right, so the, there's... um, 8 is an okay love story. With some no. really bad gameplay elements no. in it. No. The love story no. is atrocious. It's not atrocious. Yeah, love story is. It is lame-o. if you're at a point in your life. It it's so not lame. too bad when you're it at a point in your life. It is lame It's not so bad if you're at a point in your life where you don't really watch love stories. You're like, oh, a love story. I haven't really seen them. Okay, when's the last love story that was like the whole game's really about a love story in the Final Fantasy series? That's the hey, one. Chris, That's the Chris, only Chris, one. Chris, Chris, I, I'm going to introduce you to a fact of life. Yeah. Time a girl hits puberty, she's probably read at least one romance novel that is better than Final Fantasy VIII. Probably, I didn't say was it was it the best love Quinn? story. It was a love hey. story, and it was novel for me for that reason alone. That's so. fine, but I mean, bear in mind that we have a completely different perspective yeah. because of this. Yeah, fair enough. I'm sorry, but when you see Renoa floating in space and then Squall going, "Oh, you're in space!" Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
mean, come on, that's not romantic. Fair Especially enough. after when Squall kind of has that moment of, oh, I think I love her, and it's like, no, you don't. That was when I realized, oh, this whole game's really a love story, isn't it? Oh, okay. I see what's going on here. <laughs> it took till better, then. <laughs> there are RPGs out there that do a love story so much better than Final Fantasy. There's not many that focus on the love story as like really the main I can plot. Two. Okay. What All right. Are what are they? Lunar is one. Lunar is all about a love story. And Lunar's yes, love is. story is, like, cheesy, but at least it's done with, it like, works. a little bit of style. So it's endearing, and... even if it is cheesy. Yes, thank you. That's a really good way. By the of way, asking. we're done spoiling Final Fantasy IX for anybody who's <laughs> been trying to avoid. All right. Okay. Anyway, keep going. And second of all, Valkyrie Profile is also a love story. It's a really it twisted a... love story, though. It's a oh. twisted love like story. That, stuff, is, that is a weird love story. I need to finish works. that. I'm like on it the last works, dungeon. I need does. to finish that. <laughs> Especially because, okay, granted, okay, if you're not playing for the good ending, you won't notice the love story as much. But yeah. if you play for the good ending, it's all love story. It's yeah. all about the fact that Lenneth is going to save her boyfriend. <laughs> like, you don't see that in games too often, where it's it's the female character going after the man that she's oh, in love with. Oh, she oh, 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 I can think of one. Rhapsody. Yes! <laughs> Which, while Rhapsody is not a good game, it did have a cute story and it did have a cute concept, and that was very. Different. Apparently, I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna have to finish this because Lenneth doesn't Please seem like she gives a crap about anybody else. Oh, where I'm but at. she does. Okay. That's the fun part. All right, well, I haven't gotten to that part yet. Right. I love where Badger's ever. Yeah. Okay. I love where Badger's comment in the in the chat. Uh, Record of Agress War might be a love story in quotes. <laughs> No, no kind of no, like no, kind of no. like a Tokyo Love Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's oh, move on. <laughs> Dangerous all of a sudden, to take a second to giggle there, and then all we all took a breath. <sighs> oh, oh, come on, Anna! You want to play Agarista War as much as I do. Speaking of obscure <laughs> oh. Japanese RPGs, Gust has announced Atelier Totori, Alchemist okay. of Arlen Two. I I didn't Whoops. even hear about the first one. Uh, that's because the first one is Atelier Rorona. Oh, okay. This is the sequel to Rorona. Well, was Rorona Alchemist of Arland? Yeah, Gus yes, has made was. all these. Gus made all the ateliers, but what? Yeah, she, the, um, Rorona, that's, the, oh, she is the Alchemist of Arland, and then in this, this new one is supposed to be a direct sequel, but with a different character. Now, they haven't really said much about what this, uh, new character is, if she's a protege, or... What not, but Rorona is still a very integral part, apparently, to the story. I need to just sit down and play through all the Atelier games I have, and all the Camille, and all the Camille no, games, No, 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 don't waste your time. Just play Annie. I, Annie I, was... Annie? Well, that's on the DS. I meant, like, on the PlayStation. Uh, don't... I, I tried the, uh, well, the first Iris one, and I didn't like it very much. Oh, I played and Iris I... one, and I was okay with it. It was, it was uh, a decent JRPG, and that's all I wanted, you know? Uh, no, the um, Verona and this new one are nothing like the Iris ones. They okay. play more closer to the, um, like, Annie and um, the original, like, Marie and uh, Ely, those ones. What? Where it's those more didn't focused even on the come same out aspects. here, did they? No, no. But I'm saying, like, if you've played Annie, Can you compare it to it's a game more similar I've to Annie. played. <laughs> no, because the series <laughs> is a, a series, like really. nothing else, all right. Like, we played a little bit of it while we were at Run to the Sun, um, and it has like it features a turn-based combat system. Um, and you're really much you're, you're you're focusing on trying to make the town that you live in better. 
Even though the character Verona is kind of like, I don't know if I want to be an alchemist at all. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's a Japanese RPG. No one ever wants to be anything yeah. that they're supposed to be. And I'm, I'm getting it up on YouTube for me. But, but it's, it's everybody gorgeous. at home can't hear this. It's, it's a gorgeous Okay, I'm seeing, I'm seeing... Oh, that looks pretty. It is very pretty. But it, it's like cut out... Wait, is this... Are these screenshots in this trailer? What is this? It's a screenshot collection. I want an actual trailer, darn it. All right, what's the first one? Rorona? I'm sure there's actual game. Rorona is the first one, and we are getting it in North America. Yeah, they uh, announced NIS that is a while back, right? Yeah, NIS is publishing it, but they still haven't actually given us an official date for when the they game is coming. The, uh, they don't keep the Japanese voices, though, in these games. That... Actually, Annie, they did. They did? Yes. That's it was a reason a... for me to play Annie, because it's, it's, it's all that moe cuteness stuff, right? A little bit, yeah. Because I like that. Yeah, I, um, they actually the kept the Japanese. I'm part of the problem with Japanese RPG, with <laughs> anime. I like that crap that everyone's sick of. So. No, Annie, they kept the Japanese voice acting, which um, I don't think did it a disservice. Like mm -hmm. Some people are like, oh, the Japanese voice acting is terrible, and I'm like, I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> I have a high, Annie's I have just a, much a little high tolerance. pitch. I have a much higher tolerance of Japanese voice acting than and, I do um, in the U.S., so... <laughs> Hopefully, you know, within the next little while, when we get more information about Rorona, I'll do an interview with NIS because this is something that I'm really interested in. Yeah. So, um, hopefully, we can get more information. So, I'm trying to watch gameplay of Rorona, and I don't see any gameplay. It's just a bunch of conversation scenes. Is this game yeah. like a, a high school sim or something? No, not really. It, it is more sim-based in that you're going around and you're trying to do different tasks for different people in the town and stuff. There is some combat. like um, <laughs> There's some combat. Not That's lot. not a good sign. Well, no, but the Atelier games were never focused on combat. The Iris ones have a lot the of Iris combat. The Iris ones were. And the Kamiya kind of offshoots. I yeah, assume they, they're related, yeah. Meh. The, the ones that are more akin to like the ones that came out in Japan... Um, they're more focused on the sim aspects. Okay. So Annie was more like, I even think I said it in the review, combat is incredibly secondary in Annie. Like, yes, you do combat. It's really pointless and it didn't need to be in there in the first place. So you're really going around. You're just focusing on making this resort a better place. And I think Verona has a similar idea. But um, it's not, these games are not really that combat focused. They're more focusing on how to build, like, a better town or, you know, um, build better relationships with the people in the town, that sort of thing. Do I want the thirty nine ninety nine Atelier Annie premium figure set? I have the figures. They're adorable. Does it come with anything else that's worthwhile getting? Let's see. No, it's just a box with the figures. I like how it's but... limited to 550 units and they still haven't sold out of this. Oh, wait. No, it is sold out. All right. Why is it on their site still? When, um... When they announced that, I was like, Scott, Scott, will you buy it for me? He was like, why do you need the toys? I'm like, because I'm going to make a story. It's only like <laughs> 60 bucks on Amazon, so it's not a big markup yet. It's not a... It's... I like the toys. Is that all comes with those? Just toys? I just mean... the toys. And a nice, really pretty box in the game. Yeah, I don't need that. I ended up with two copies of the game by accident, yeah, so I, I gave... I'll, I'm going to pick up Annie, because you, you just told me it was basically about cutesy Japanese sim it's, stuff, which is it's for me... It's adorable. Yeah. It's like I think the, one of the cutest games I've ever played in my and entire life. Voice a Japanese voice acting. Yeah, I like I like I like listening to Moon speak, so I'll get that. Right. And that's us talking about Atelier Annie, right. which has nothing to do with Rorona. Yes, it does. <laughs> Except it does. Same series. 
Yay! That's something. I don't think Come anyone's on. gonna forget that you were talking about Annie. You said Annie a hundred times. Annie, 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 Annie. I like so Annie. So Atelier, Atelier Tatori is actually what we were talking about. Yes. Which is, so the sequel's been announced in Japan. No date here. Probably going to depend on how well Rorona does. Yes. So if you want Rorona that's... to do well, go buy a PS3 and pre-order Rorona. Can you pre-order that now? Uh, not yet, no. So it's they not haven't... on Rosin Queen? Okay. Not yet. Um, that's actually the reason why I bought my PS3, was for Rorona. <laughs> okay, that that's like one a of the big, big investment for Rorona. <laughs> well, no, it was... I. I started finally finding games for the PS3 that I thought were worth owning, but that was one of the ones that originally I had in my brain. It was like, if I buy a PS3, I have to have that. All right. So I've just ordered with my Amazon Prime at Annie, <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. I hope you enjoy it, Chris. <laughs> um, I hope I do too. Otherwise, I'll be upset with you, and you'll hear about it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'll hear about it. That's why. All right. Who, the next who? podcast. You know Nick's unbelievable, but she's not. <laughs> I probably won't try it by the time the next podcast runs around. All right, so what's going on with uh, with Witcher? Oh, wait, I'm talking about this. Right, sorry. Um, Witcher 2, um, we got more details about it. So The Witcher 2 of three major plot lines. This is, of course, called The Witcher 2 Assassins of Kings. Um, we talked about last week how it was announced. It's going to have three major plot lines upon which the player can embark, depending on the choices you make during the game. There'll be multiple endings, and it won't be as long as The Witcher 1, but more intense and packed with events. So Geralt, the titular monster-fighting witcher, will be traveling with companions this time and a more complex conversational options, including conversations with several NPCs at one time. Um, actually, it sounds more and more like a traditional Bioware game, if you ask me, though um, from what I remember, the witcher, it doesn't control like one at all. It's very different. Um, Oh, that's why. The initial witcher used a modified version of Bioware's Aurora engine. The witcher 2 is... oh. Designed by Scratch by CD Projekt Red, who's the developers. The quality of the graphics has been increased. The combat systems received a major overhaul. Geralt will no longer be chosen. Choo- will no longer need to choose to be fast, strong, or group sword styles. Instead, combat will be more dynamic and depend on the player swinging, stringing together different sword strikes, alchemical signs, blocks, and dodges. And combat now has a y-axis, so Geralt can jump and climb over obstacles. So you're going to have a lot more options. So it's like Witcher 2, bigger, badder, more badass. There you go. No one cares. All right. Except the people who played <laughs> Witcher 1 and know that that's a great game. Okay. Um, anyone care about Persona 3 Portable? Sure. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So why should nom, I care nom, about this Nom, 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 Because there's Mithuru in a Santa Claus outfit. Forget that. Wasn't that a maid outfit? Oh, that's just a maid outfit too. Wasn't that in the re-release on PSP, PS2? I didn't. I didn't get FES. Oh. There was maid outfit. So no why are you going to get this then? If you didn't, if you weren't interested in FES. Um, I didn't get FES because it was relatively. It was basically right after I'd beaten Persona 3 that it came out. Okay. But the Persona PSP has a mix of FES and original content. You can play so, as a girl um, now, right? That's the big difference? Yes. Yeah. New romances, new social links. And, can you be uh, a girl with a romance with Mitsuru? No. I don't think so. It's a relationship, but it's not a romance. That, the other thing is, is you can game. replace Elizabeth with her male equivalent. I would oh, say with really? her hot boy, the hot male version of Elizabeth? Yeah. <laughs> Theo is a babe. His name is Theo? Yes. Like That's Theo Huxtable is um, is in this That's game. Exactly what I want. That'd be so awesome if Theo Huxtable so, is in this game. <laughs> you get basically the Persona Four style of control, so that you can individually control your teammates. Excellent. Which is okay. nice. Yep. 
um, spell cards. Okay. And basically what you do is when you're fusing two or more personas together, you can toss in a spell card and that will give them another move. Okay, Sweet. cool. Which and, is um, nice when you have to do like specific challenges, like, you know, Elizabeth wants you to have like uh, an Alice with, you know, uh, Mudo Dun Do yeah. Will this will this game have the answer content in it as well? No. No. Well, that's stupid. All right. It has some of the FES stuff, not all of it. Not the not the the expansion disc thing. Yeah. Right. Which was too hard for anybody normal to play. Um, the other thing is they have two new sort of sub storylines where you can get a part time job. Yay! And. Uh, I don't know, actually. Oh. Well, you can do part-time jobs in Persona 4. I mean, that's... Yeah. I mean, there's actually more than one part-time job that you can do. When they did a a part-time job in Persona 4, it wasn't really a part-time job. Well, some of them were, but the other ones were... It was just another social link, link, really, is all it was. And there's also now rescue missions. So, uh, different... uh, people in the town are going to get sucked in by the shadows and you have to go rescue them. I think that's kind of nifty. And they are redoing Tartarus slightly so that it doesn't feel like exactly the same climb that you had in Persona 3. So they'll just redo some of the graphic stylings on some of the floors? No, I, mean, what are I you think they're... Do? No, I think they're going to redo some of the encounter rates and switch enemies and... Um, redo mm. some of the spells. Yeah. So if you go to the... Uh, official site, which is atlas.com slash p3p, there's actually a countdown on the top left corner 84 days, 13 hours, 48 minutes, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, <laughs> 2, 1. Okay, 47 minutes. And there's some pretty cool wallpaper on there. for. Uh, yeah, the there's fantastic media. And if whether you're familiar with Persona 3 or whether you are like a complete noob and you're thinking about what Persona game would get you into the series, I would actually recommend this. I have a question. Um, can you uh, – I know you can run around in 3D in, in, the, in the dungeons, but not on the world map anymore? The world map is now more done as a visual novel style. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's more of a point and click. Yeah. So when you go to the mall, you don't run around the mall? You no, you just point, point and, click. and click to things you, Honestly, people you want to talk to. Honestly, that's easier. Yeah, I actually prefer that. I think that uh, yeah. actually was better. I, I to enjoyed do. running around, honestly, because it felt like I was part of that city. But I understand why they're doing this, and it'll work fine portably. You know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So this comes out like I in mean, June. You said uh, July sixth. Okay. So this is probably going to be like my birthday present. What? Ah. You, you sure you don't want Solar Robo Truck? No. <laughs> no, not good. What is, is that? What we're calling it? Solar Robo. Solar Robo. Solar Robo. Solar Robo. All we really Solar know Robo about it is that it's made by CyberConnect2, so it's the people who did Dot .hack in uh, Tail Concerto. The heck is and Tail Concerto? <laughs> it's, it's actually um, it's an action game. Okay. It was actually, it came out on the PSX. I played it. It was, it was kind of nifty. It had animal peoples. Um, pretty much what we know about the story is that it takes place on a floating island inhabited by dog and cat people. Ugh. And you play a bounty this hunter. <laughs> this yeah, game. you you play a bounty hunter uh, who actually controls a giant mech to catch his targets. So what is this? Is it a furry mech? A mech cats? furry? What is this? I don't know if it's a furry mech. I just know that you know he has a, a mech that he uses to catch evil doers. 
Oh, these are fun character designs. They're actually yeah, really is... cute looking. Yeah, this is cool. Is it, is it good, like, I wonder? DS, right? Yep, it's a DS. It's okay. an action RPG, from what we know. Like, I actually think the designs are very cute. Well, until like, they're translated to 3D, then it looks like crappy 3D yeah, graphics on the DS. Uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? Hey, only one more year we have to deal with crappy 3D graphics on the DS. Well, no, I... You... You think it'll be high res system the 3ds? Yeah, that's what that's one of the big features. It should be. It should be at least as powerful as a GameCube. So here's something interesting. I'm looking at the screen scan from Solar Robo, and um, in the in the text on the side, they talk about Dot Hack, and then they talk about Naruto. So I think this developer may have made one of the Naruto games. Where is this link? Might be. This is on the game page. Go to screenshots, and then there's a bunch gotcha. of scans from a Japanese magazine. I'm just looking for the Solar Robo store. I can't seem to find that. Oh, there it is. Gotcha. Uh, I think CyberConnect 2 did make a couple of the Naruto games. I'm pretty positive when I wrote this news story that I, I looked into that. I'm pretty sure they did. One second. Ah, I see do? the mech style. There's it like a cowboy like one a with a animated film, but, you know. Chris? Yeah? You know what they made? It was um all the Naruto Ultimate Ninja games. Okay. So that's but what those it was. Good? I Ultimate played a little Ninja, bit once. Wait, those are They're the DS cool. ones, though, right? Uh, no. Uh, they're the PS2 and uh, PSP games. Oh, those the good fighting games, the ones that people yeah, like. They're the fighting games. Yeah. Yeah, those were apparently very good. I tried a demo for one of those. I thought it was great. I just didn't have anyone to play it with. So, like, if you like Naruto and you like fighting games, those those looked like they were. They quality. were actually not bad yeah, from what looked, I did play. From what I've heard, you know, they were actually quite good. You know, actually, I'm looking at the Solo Robo thing. This actually looks pretty cool. It looks adorable. Yeah. This is right up my alley. I was thinking like furry game with dog people. I'm like, oh no, thank well, you. It I'm is. Looking at Star Wars. It looks like it's... it is. I don't know what you're no, thinking. No, but, but, but at the same time, it looks like there's enough other stuff going on that it actually looks pretty cool. He said, "There's um lots of mechs." I mean, it, if you like PlayStation One graphics and fun character designs, this is for you. <laughs> and if not, <laughs> you're so you condescending. Know, I hate I hate 3D graphics, poly, polygonal graphics on the DS. I just do. It's just wait a little so, while longer. It's not. What is it gonna, now with perspective 3D? That's going to make no, it better. No, even if you don't use the 2D, it's still going to be a more powerful system using the yeah, Tegra too. Maybe better. Hey, Tegra's cheap. Well, and that's, that's, that's great. Well, that's I'm the, glad it's cheap. No, that well, that's Nintendo's mo. They're going to go for cheap, affordable hardware, and they're going to try to make as much profit as possible. So, luckily for us, Tegra is really powerful and it's cheap and it's power efficient. So we get the benefits of this really powerful, cheap chip. All right. Oh, sorry. What else we got coming out this week? Or no, not this week. What else? Oh, we've got reviews. It's the review section. Yay! All right. First thing, I'm going to be Michael. So, Soccer Wars, I was hoping for lots of girls getting naked on my game, and they didn't. And so it gets a one out of five. No, that's not that's not his review. Michael it's gave he gave it a three and a half out of five. He said there's gorgeous anime cutscenes, um, strong personalities, an enjoyable story, but there was not enough quote unquote free time. The battle system's slow, and there's not enough save points. Um, I actually read through his review on this because I'm really interested in the game, and it sounds like um, he's just really down on the on the sim aspects of the game. Because like the the lip system, the feedback system where you develop your relationships, it seems completely random and and just punishing. In that there are times when you try to do these actions well when you're interacting with a girl, and it's bad that you do them perfect. Uh, it just seems like you don't really understand wh- what you're doing and how it's going to impact and 
and it's hard to kind of get the girl that you want to get just trying to play the game and the game kind of messes with you in that way so he's he's not hey, real that's big life, on man. that well i guess but it's there you know there this is michael's version of my mass effect argument really because he's trying to get in with a particular girl and he's not able to hey, do it that's life man we all wish we can get the prom queen uh-huh. and well but he he knocks points off for this but he doesn't fault mass effect for it so i found that interesting um mm. Just, just pointing that out. I don't know. Everyone's <laughs> translation. Me. That man is a hypocrite. Um, I don't know what the free day is, but I assume it's a time where he gets to hang out and do these more sim aspects. Um, Let's hang out with your lady friend time. Okay. So, but you know the combat system. What does he say about the combat system? Does he say anything? Combat. Combat. Combato. He doesn't really mention combat much. Good job, Michael. <laughs> you know all he cared about this game was getting to, getting with the girl. <laughs> no, he does. There, here we go. So the the let's see, blah 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 blah. He doesn't really say anything qualitative about the combat. I guess there's there's combat. So expect some tactical RPG combat. I guess so. The end. <laughs> Anyway, uh, overall, he thought it was enjoyable. He did mention in his review, yeah, he's he's faulting some faults in the game, but that it was an enjoyable experience that he would definitely recommend, um, especially to all of us over here who have not had a chance to play a localized Soccer Wars. So I've got my copy. I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it. So what about you? Option guys? two. No, wait, option three, option three. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was how Anna ruined Michael's playthrough of one of the Saturn versions in Japanese. As she misread the FAQ while he was playing and screwed up one of his chances to get with a girl. Yeah. Oh dear. Uh, what else we got for reviews, Nix? Um, we have Pokemon. Pokemon. Gatsugosei. <laughs> oh wait, that's Japanese. Uh, Pokemon. With Pokey and the Mans and the, the awesome. Pokey and the Mans and the and the, All right. <laughs> this is Heart Gold, So Silver. Michael and I have been talking about this already. The, uh, Zach Wellhouse gets it as a four out of five. I can tell you this is like the best version of Pokemon I've played so far, but you know, I've only played Yellow, um, Pearl, and this. So out of the three, you know, I think this one works best. Um, it seems like there. Let's say, Zach faults it for having boring human characters, overabundant random encounter rate, and unpleasant dungeon design. But he does say it has easy multiplayer, which does Pokemon. Plenty of side quests and a simple battle system with hidden complexity. It's Pokemon. Um, I, I'm honestly enjoying the plot in this one better than the last than the than Pearl, and I think it's a nice areas that they've got you going to. So for a Pokemon game, I like this one. If you're into Pokemon at all, you should be playing it. What are you waiting for? And therefore, you should go get it now. All right, so Nix, you wrote a review. I did. What was that about? Uh, a game I never expected to play. Oh, really? <laughs> I played Yakuza 3, and I'll be frank, these types of games generally don't catch my interest. Um, I'm not really into action combat. Like, I get flustered. But Yakuza 3 actually really held my attention, and the combat was just, it was fun. Like, I mean, what what do you want to know about the review, really, before I gush? Uh, just gush. What do you like? <laughs> what is, you know, how does this game work, and why do we like it, or do we not like it? Um, pretty much. I mean, Yakuza 3, yes, and I'm just going to start with this now. Yes, content was cut, but as someone who's never played 
a Yakuza game has never really, you know, wouldn't really notice these types of things. Like, yeah, contact was, the content was cut. There was some missions that were taken out and stuff. But to be honest, I mean, you don't really notice it, any of it missing. I mean, yeah, you go in the shogi parlor, you can't play shogi, but you still have missions that involve using the shogi parlor. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. Um, Can I play Mahjong? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other one that got cut out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which baffles me because most people actually do know how to play Mahjong. I I like playing Mahjong, but I was kind of surprised that it was gone. Like, Actually, it was funny because um, I purchased my PS3 and we hooked it up at Scott's house. And we, we were both sitting and we were playing it. And he went to the Mahjong parlor and he's like, right, they cut this out. And I go, yeah. He goes, why would they cut out Mahjong? It's like the best game ever. <laughs> I know. And I was like, I don't Nobody know. Nobody understands. Which, okay, but here's the thing. You have, they cut out Mahjong, but they keep golf. <laughs> and I'm going to point out that golf is probably the worst mini game in Yakuza 3 because it's the most poorly explained piece of crap ever. Like, just, you have to tap the buttons in a certain way in order for Kazuma to swing. And if you don't do it, he just sort of hovers. And I don't know how many times I, I was ready to throw the controller a couple times because I couldn't get him to actually hit the ball. So you're, you're this, saying I should keep my copy of Tiger Woods on the Wii. <laughs> pretty much. It's just one of those. The, the sad part actually is like the golf minigame is it's actually a plot point. So I think I sat there for about an hour and I was just ready to scream just because I kept checking back the instructions and I was just having so many so much trouble with it. I'm like, Why? Am I too stupid for this? And Scott goes, no, it's actually really badly explained. I'm supposed to say yes. Even... Okay. But you know what? Like, I got a fault Sega for one other thing. Oh, my yeah. God, they can't write an instruction manual. <laughs> no, <laughs> they, like, the Yakuza 3 manual is atrocious. It doesn't really tell you how to do anything. So I pretty much had to, like, when I was playing the well, beginning of the, the game. Well, does the game I... have a good tutorial? It has an okay tutorial, yeah. So that's all you um, need, right? No, I know, but it was more of like when I was going back to write the review, I pulled out the manual just to go over a couple things, and I'm looking, I'm like, wow, this is this is crappy. <laughs> like I was, I was getting so mad. But um, honestly, like as someone who's new to the series, in a way, maybe I shouldn't have started here. But the game actually provides like an optional viewing of Yakuza One and Two, like all the important plot points from there. Oh, okay. Which I think is fantastic. So you didn't play one or two then, right? I have never played one or two. In oh. fact, actually, it was Manny who pretty much had kept recommending, like, you know, you should find Yakuza 1 and 2. You'd really like it. And I said, I don't know if I'd like it. So, so you know, I, three? Funny. We <laughs> I don't know no, if no. I'll like it, so no, I'll no. get three. No, no. I like that. <laughs> actually, it was Mac who I was talking to. He said, you know what? I'm buying a PS3. And, you know, I want to help out with the reviews. Is there something I can do? And he said, are you interested at all in Yakuza? I said, well, considering I wrote all the news stories for Yakuza, I guess I could play it. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy that I did pick up Yakuza. Like, it's definitely a series now that I'm actually going to pay closer attention to and I'm going to play the rest of them. Like, I'm already on the hunt to find the yeah. first two. Mm-hmm. Just don't wait for four. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> in any case, I mean, it, there's a lot of solid aspects to this game. I mean, it has a phenomenal story. Like, that's one of the things that when I play an RPG, I want to be connected to my story. And I want to care about what's going on. And Yakuza does an incredible job. Yeah, the Yakuza that. games do go a little over the top at times. But they're generally written by um, a Japanese crime novelist. So they you know do what? have that kind of 
Hmm? I love the fact that it's over the top because it feels yeah, almost yeah. like a, a B. No, no, it feels like a B mafia movie. Where it's like one of those cheesy, it's got a little bit of cheese to it. And um, I was really excited because after I'd finished the game, I was looking up the voice cast and one of the characters in the game was uh, voiced by one of my absolute favorite Japanese actors. Oh, uh, I could have told you that. I mean, that's the big thing about Yakuza. That's why that game is like a $20 million game in Japan is because every single actor is like character modeled after like a big Japanese actor. They they have the voice acting. I mean, this is a big deal in Japan. They got lots of PR. I was just. Like, I'm not criticizing you. I'm telling the audience. <laughs> oh no, I know you're not. I was just so excited because um, the one of my my favorite character of the game was modeled after one of my favorite Japanese actors, which is Tetsuya Fujiwara, who's famous for Battle Royale. Um, if you've ever seen the Battle Royale movies, he was Shuya Nanahara, the main character, and my favorite character in the game, Rikia, looked pretty much like a a exact replica, and the character was just like he was just awesome like there's a fantastic scene in the game where um just like how he and Kazuma interact like they act kind of like they're like an older brother younger brother but it's like this kiddish younger brother and like the interaction of the characters in the game is just fantastic like you really do get attached to everybody you get attached to Kazuma's situation you get attached to the families that he deals with um you really do hate the characters that he's fighting against because you get really good reason to hate them. Um, like they just, it, it's, it's a very good game that keeps you so immersed in the world. And I think that's what I loved about it because everything felt so seamless. Um, even just doing the combat, like what, running around in Okinawa or in Kamurocho, you know, you're walking around and then all of a sudden some guy on the street's like, Hey, you're a jerk. I'm going to kick the crap out of you. It just happens at random, but it's done very seamlessly, like from combat to uh, interaction. And it was just so much fun to just beat the snot out of random gangsters. <laughs> Especially when you could throw a bench at somebody and then jump on top of the bench afterwards and then stomp it down on them. Like, yeah, it's a pretty brutal game. It's a pretty brutal Like It's very gory. It's not for people who uh, can't handle the gore. If you can't handle the gore, Well, it's, it's not really like lots of blood sort of. Oh, more so, some... like you're gonna get your head smashed into a wall several times. Well, there's a couple of really graphic scenes in this game. Uh, but when you particular... say gory, I imagine like someone's getting decapitated, and you see um, there is one scene. <laughs> okay, so there is decapitation official. Yeah, there's like, there's one scene that's just it's uh, it's really gruesome. Um, All right. Can I ask you a question? I mean, it's a legitimate question. We constantly hear on RP Gamer all the time, and Mad Hatter's just brought it up. Do you see the RPG in Yakuza? I do. I do. I mean, okay, I think what is misleading to people really is the combat. Mm-hmm. Because the combat, it, it has some RPG elements to it in the sense of how you upgrade your skills and how um, Kazuma levels and all that kind of stuff. Because the combat plays more like Reversity Ransom, we are going to look at it and say it's not really an RPG. Did you say Reversity Ransom? Reversity Ransom. Reversity Ransom. Okay. We covered that. I know. Yeah, I know. I saw that a while back. I mean, but is River City Ransom a game I personally would consider an RPG? Probably not. I would say it's more of a beat 'em up. Um, it's because a, yeah, it's a really borderline case. We've like removed a, and re-added coverage for it a couple times. But I reviewed the Game Boy Advance game. So yeah. yeah, this is one of those cases where I mean, I think Yakuza does. It, it's very borderline, but I think it does move more closer to the RPG side, just for how. The interactions built, how the story's built, um, 
Oh, just the way you run around the town, just the side quest, the way it's structured. It, it, it feels like Kamurocho and I'm sure Okinawa, they feel like a Japanese town. I mean, Japanese RPG town. Oh, yeah. Like, um, just how you go about gaining, you know, your skills and how uh, you interact with the people in the city and stuff like that. Like, and, how, and even how you gain your quests and your Hitman missions, um, to me, felt very RPG. Like, I I would side to say that this is this is... RPG enough that we can cover it, <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, other people are going to disagree with me, and that's okay. But I, I'm on the side that you know what, this doesn't feel as much of a beat 'em up as it could, especially because also with the way that you engage in your power moves, definitely for me didn't feel as much of a beat 'em up. Yeah. Um, but again, you know what, this is one of those cases like Borderlands where what do we do? Is it do we not cover it? Do we cover oh, it? Oh, Borderlands is totally an RPG. There's other people who disagree with you. But it's totally an RPG. I'm just saying, like, you know what? It's not, <laughs> I don't know. Personally, I think Yakuza is a great game to cover. I think just because, you know what, it does bring in a different audience. And I like, and you know what, like, if we hadn't covered it, I probably never would have played it. Personally. And that's my personal feeling about the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was a game that I was not expecting to like. I was going to sit there and be like, okay, this is not normally what I play, but let's be open-minded. And then within the first hour, I was completely into what was going on. And um, it's it's a very strong game. Like, this is why I have a hard time, in a way, faulting it for some of its aspects. I mean, there's a couple things about it that I don't really like. Like, the combat is great, but it does get a little repetitive. But that's a beat 'em up. That that's where the beat 'em up part comes in. I mean, I love you know um, what is it? Uh, Streets of Rage. Mm-hmm. But Streets of Rage easily gets repetitive. Yeah, of course. But um, there's a bit more to Yakuza Three than obviously Street yeah. Streets of Rage. But <laughs> so I'm just saying, I I like it enough. Let's um, put it that way. I guess Manny, what are you still holding out for? On Yakuza? Yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you. It's just, I mean, I understand me and Nick sort of reversed. It's just, I, I just feel so, I felt turned on enough, turned off enough about all the things that Sega PR did and like the cuts made to the game that I have a huge, huge list of games to buy and, and games to play in my backlog that, you know, you gave me enough of a reason that I can spend that $50 on another game that I really want to so buy. So the story of Yakuza is not good enough to really keep you coming to the game? You, to be fair, I, like I said, I beat Yakuza 1 and Yakuza 2 back-to-back. I got a lot of Yakuza. Yeah. So, I mean... You feel done. I, I, can, I, can move, I, could, I can move on. I could be very satisfied okay. and move on. Manny, fair if enough. you ever want, I'll gladly lend you mine if you ever get the itch. Okay? Yeah. So that way you don't have to spend yeah, that money. It's an easy game to lend. I mean... But, you know, I, I, I'm kind of like Chris, too. I feel like this sort of like, this, it's like, sort of like a principle matter. More than principle. Sort of just sort of this this real feeling of just bleh when someone tells me we've cut all these things out for, and we're not going to really tell you why. And I just, no, you know what? Well, I, I feel that. like that, but I recognize that supporting Yakuza three is the only way we're going to get a Yakuza four. So if I yeah. actually care about this series, which I should really play it to make sure that I do, um, <laughs> I have no, to support I... the series, even though I hate what they did with three. No. And that's, that's the main thing, you know, we we always constantly say, oh, I want to see X game, but if we don't support the series, I mean, but if, no if one will Manny's know if there's demand. But if Manny's done with Yakuza, like, he's gotten enough, 
then I think yeah, that's a that's valid cool thing too. to do, you know? I, you know but I, I mean, I'll just, I'll, I'm being honest. I have very limited time and even more, I mean, my money's even more limited than that. And I, you know, why buy a game that just makes you me feel sort of icky about the whole thing? I don't know. Well, no, and that's, that's, I mean, that's fine, yeah, right? That's fair. No one's going to fault you for that. I mean, I'm the same way. I'm looking at Final Fantasy 13 and going, do I really, really want to play you? Because you know, that's, I, no, that's true. We have such limited time and such limited money. That's sixty dollars. And if you even have like a doubt for a sec, my mom always said, and this is really good advice: if you have any doubt for some, if you have any doubt about a product, you don't really want it. Actually, that's very good advice. Because mm, you know, most of the time when you want something, you know you want it. You're like, oh, that looks yeah. great. I can use that here. I can put that there. I would love to play that. This, but you know, as soon as you have like a bunch of doubts, 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 that's that's money and time you can put somewhere else. And that's what I decided to do. Fair no, enough. And that's... that's cool. And I think we should move on to something else, honestly. Okie um, dokie. <laughs> we've, we've covered a lot of the Yakuza, and I think uh, people know what they're getting now. And it's good, right? It's you know what? Yeah. It's, it's a fantastic game. And you know what? I'm actually very surprised by the forum response. Because I was actually very worried that people were going to go, uh, this is not an RPG at me. And actually, the actual response went reverse. Like, oh. people were actually supporting the review and supporting the fact that yes, this is a great game and yes, Sega is awful and we hate them, but there's a lot of good to be found here. For me, it feels like a victory. The fact that you even considering this, considering this and wanted to play for, I feel like I won in a way, even if I'm not going to pick up the game, I feel like great. I'm glad she could enjoy something I've been, you know, praising and evangelizing for so long. Well, and you know what? Kudos on you because like I said, now I got to go find the first two. (laughs) And I'm definitely going to play them now. Can somebody help me out with this link in my Skype about Hero Saga Leviathan Tactics? Oh, yeah, it's like $12. Game or something that I, I don't remember. Um, it was a three out of five. On Amazon. Uh, oh, was it three out of five well, of us, too? For, for us. Okay. Because uh, Jume Sen actually reviewed it. Okay. Uh, we played it at Run to the Sun. It was a pretty okay tactical game. I mean, nothing crazy special there. It really did have a fun multiplayer aspect to it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, local. So, how many friends actually have this game that would be willing to play it with you? Yeah, no, no one. <laughs> hey, but it's twelve dollars. A three out of five is worth twelve dollars. But then again, you have to ask uh, yourself: no, Do you want to play? I mean, uh, no, yeah. no. I, I don't. I don't. Just because it's cheap, if it's mediocre, and I'm not going to get around to playing it for a long time, well, then that's I'm just the my money away. You know, buy yeah. it. I mean, it, if you're into RTS games, you think it. I mean, it's probably worth twelve bucks. But if you're, it's yeah, an you RTS. Oh, excuse me. Uh, RTS sells RTS on it's iPad. Tact- oh, it's a TRPG? It's a TRPG. Um, yeah, but I've got others. I-, I still haven't finished Valkyria, so I think I'll wait. All right. But that's a good point. I just wanted to point... I didn't understand it, so let's plug it. People, if you're interested in Hero Saga, Levitine Tactics, 1265 on Amazon right now. I brought it up because we've talked about it so many times, and we can never pronounce the name right. And Phil's not here, so we need someone to do the deals. That's right. I bet so. you Phil would probably like it. Also, a deal this weekend, um, uh, Borderlands is half off on Steam. On Steam, yeah. Like yeah. what? That's $30 now? Yeah. 25 25 ah. And also, half price is the multiple person pack, so like you and like three friends or something can get, all get licenses for that game for like $75 total. That's great. So that's like especially you want to do some copies, private game like four. That's cool. Say what? That's like uh, if you want to have your own personal game nights. That's right. That's right. If you've all been waiting, that's actually the one thing that I love about PopCap is they sell multi licenses. Like we bought a pack of five. Oh yeah. For yep. TVZ. Yep. 
Because nice. we have it on Danielle's computer, my computer, Ian's computer, the laptop, and I think we gave one to Tom. That's pretty cool. Well, just by buying the game, it comes with five computer activations. Does it? Yeah. Um, but For some reason, I thought it's, I don't think you more. ever get them back is the problem with PopCap games from PopCap.com as opposed to Steam or something. <clears throat> yep. Oh, let's move on to what um, uh, your picks. So, Anna, you got a pick <laughs> or avoid for us this week? I stayed up until two thirty in the morning this morning, catching Pokemon in the damn Safari Zone. <laughs> oh, been doing that Pokemon. Yes, so Pokemon is definitely a pick for me, and it was actually really funny because. Um, Danielle, who started after me, is now ahead of me. And she was reading off uh, a conversation she was having with the NPC. And she says, strong Pokemon, weak Pokemon. And I'm like, wait a minute. That sounds so familiar. Tappy, tappy, tappy. Hey, that was the title of my review for the original Gold and Silver game. Oh, okay. It was just killing me how I recognized that one line. Why it stood out nice. to me. So, Pokemon Heart Gold Soul Silver, definitely a pick for me. Um, I actually went back and looked at my archives. I've never given a Pokemon game higher than two and a half out of five. Um, this is definitely going to be higher than a two and a half out of five for me. Will it be higher than a three? I have not decided on that yet. <laughs> you, you are. You are so harsh on games. You're enjoying this one so much. You're playing it so much. The the idea that you would give it a three just uh, blows me away. Well, it's good, but I mean... It's good. It's that, good that, in a limited sense. mediocre, I think. Yeah, I mean, it. it's probably going to be like a three and a half. I don't right. think I could really justify giving it much more than that, although it is definitely heads and, above, heads and shoulders above the older generation. I mean, I would easily give it a four or higher, um, with the only reservation being that you know, how many times have we had the same battle system and no real improvements on it ever? Yeah, like... And those are the only reservations I'm, I have about Pokemon nowadays, really. Like, the, the battle system is sort of, like, you know, been there and done that. At the same time, I mean, I basically didn't play Pearl, and I only played Sapphire enough to, like, trade 15 or 20 Pokemon to Michael. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been out of the game for quite a number of years, and coming back to it at this point, who's playing... Sam. I'm not playing Pokemon. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the tapping. Um, yeah, like I'm coming into this basically having skipped two generations. So I think that may also influence how much I'm enjoying this because to me, this is a huge leap forward. And you know, it's on. A- I was just thinking if anyone's still, you might consider getting it now. It's $27 on Amazon. It's pretty cheap. And, you know, the funny thing is, I just start to cut in. It's just, I'm, I, I want to get it. But at the same time, I'm a little worried that I want the Pokewalker more than I want the game itself. Sort of like the prize in the cereal box. I have actually really been enjoying the Pokewalker. Because, as, and it's going to sound really dumb, but, I mean, it actually gives me, like, total motivation to go out and stuff. It's like, ha, huh, I can get, like, 5,000 steps on my Pokewalker today. I'm going to go to the mall. Sweet. How many do you usually get out of curiosity? It depends on like, the Like, what are you averaging? I, I usually about three to four thousand. Yeah, like and I if think I'm, that's because it picks up extra stuff just by being jostled in my pocket. If if I'm at home all day, I'm like two thousand twenty five hundred. You doing a lot of pocket jostling? <laughs> yes. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but actually, both me and Danielle have now both caught dildo. Er, ditto. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> oh, Talk God. about a Freudian slip. <laughs> slip up ever. Wow. <laughs> well, it's funny, because Danielle actually did call hers dildo. Mine is called bicycle. That's terrible. Wait, what did you catch again? Bicycle. It? Ditto. Because oh. everyone gets to take a ride, Chris. Ah. Uh. So uh, Danielle actually traded Ian the, the ditto temporarily. And as it turns out, there's this really neat little thing. Because beside the babysitter, Ian, which one are you playing in? Right, he's playing Platinum. And as it turns out, there is like a strip right beside the babysitter where you can go down and up. Because if you just set the bike to go, it'll go without you pushing forward once you get up to speed. And it's exactly 200 and... Sorry, 123 steps, which is exactly enough time Ditto and Eevee need to crap out an egg. So he now has every single Eevee evolution. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think the only one that he's... He has enough Eevees to get them all. I don't think he has the happiness ones yet, but he's done all the other ones. Because there's two new ones in the version that he has. So he has the leaf one and the ice one. Ah, got it. Yeah, I need to. I need to start breeding that Eevee. I have that Eevee. I should start making copies. Yes. Have you Have you guys done the po- Pokeathlon? Is that what it's called? Pokeathlon. Yeah. Pokeathlon. No. Awful pronunciation. I've done one event in it, and it was actually kind of fun. But um, I'm not sure if I, it's really worth doing it for the rewards. Is the only yeah. Issue. It's one of those things where it's like I intend to do it. I was really focused on getting like my six batches and getting fly. So, I actually I did a I, little bit and then I said I'd come back to it. I don't know if I will come back to it, but it, it's kind of cool that it's there. I need to try it out some more. Basically, I got my six badges and then I realized that I only have like forty entries in my Pokedex. So the last couple of days I've been getting my Pokedex up. I'm up to almost seventy entries at this point, and I need to trade in again today. So right now I'm working on my Pokedex as opposed to gym leaders. There's a mm-hmm. game now for couples, Pokemon. <laughs> yes. It really is. Like, uh, Ocelot and her husband, she purposely made her husband buy uh, Heart Gold just because she wanted all the Pokemon. She's <laughs> like, I guess I'll play it. And she's like, no, 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 you're going to play it and you're going to enjoy it. <laughs> so they play if Pokemon you don't, together. Get a divorce. A Pokemon no, Widow. They're, just, they're cute. The two of them, how they play games. A Pokewars? A Pokewars. <laughs> I just want my nephew to get Pokemon because uh, he thought Bakugan were Pokemon. So at Christmas, he was like, a Pokemon's my Pokemon's. And my, my cousin tried to beat the snot out of him for the Bakugan. Oh, yes. I forgot to tell you about the best part. Of course, he's, he's putting the ditto in the, in the daycare so that he can get eggs, right? <laughs> and of course, when you ask for your Pokemon back, it says if you want your Pokemon back, it'll cost you 400 yen. However, in this case, it says, if you want your dildo back, it'll cost you 400 yen. <laughs> That's terrible. That's corny. I love it. That's awesome. It's like 12-year-old humor. That's okay. It's allowed. Good times. Good times. So, yes. Go get Pokemon if you haven't already. It's good. It's good if it's your first time playing Pokemon. It's good if it's not your first time playing Pokemon. Don't tempt me. <laughs> Go get it. Go get it. Come I hide from it. You I'm going under a rock now. You know, I asked him if he wanted to play Heart Gold Soul Silver. I even offered to buy him Heart Gold Soul Silver. He, he said no. Screaming? 
he said no, even though that's his favorite gen of Pokemon. Crazy. Crazy man. Crazy we, we, ah, that's a mean old poppin. And, and for the record, he's stating right now that he's played it like 37 times and doesn't really need to play it again as far as he's concerned. But this is actually a really nice upgrade. And you get Togepi. Togepi! Who, who if you actually evolve all the way, can be a real powerhouse. Uh, yeah, Danielle. That new, has, that new evolution of Togekiss. Yeah, Danielle, her highest level Pokemon is Togekiss. It's like over 50, and all of her other Pokemon are like 30. Yeah. She's like beaten all the gyms with her Toga P and upwards. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, let's see. So that was Pokemon. Pokemon yeah. and more Pokemon. Mm hmm. Who's next? Manny. Any yeah, I uh, I was lucky enough to uh, catch an Amazon Gold Box deal, and I got this crazy new game. You might have heard of it. It's called uh, Diablo. Wow, Diablo One. <laughs> no, it's Diablo Two, the box set. Oh, I've okay. never played Diablo Two, so that I comes figured... with Diablo One, though, right? No, not the new edition. Apparently, Diablo One doesn't work so well with a uh, uh, Windows Seven Vista machines, and maybe Snow Leopard, so they just took it out. But they released a download version of Diablo 1. All right, fine. It's not on the Blizzard store anymore. So they're only selling two in the expansion. That sucks, because one has a better story. I wouldn't know. (laughs) All right, whatever. All right. So I figured I might as well play it. It seems like a pretty fancy package. I mean, the the strategy guide alone is like three inches thick. So it should be fun. Hmm. And if anyone wants to play with me, let me know. Do they have the manuals for Diablo 2? Yeah. In that? Yeah. Really okay. nice. The, they yeah, got, the uh, Diablo 1 and Diablo 2 manual and actually the original StarCraft manual have so much backstory in them. They're, they're good reads if you want to get into the actually, lore. It's funny. I, have, I got the StarCraft battle chest. That doesn't have the original manual. Oh, that's awful. That's just awful. See if you can find a digital version of it somewhere that they have, because mm. there's a lot of setup stuff in those for those games that you should read through, um, if you want to get into it. But whatever. Yeah, I, I know I'm ten years late to the party, but it still should be fun. I, I Diablo is a fun one to get into. Um, I I would recommend trying to track down one if you can, because it'll be a little hard to find for. All right, I'll try it. I I mean, see if somebody has like a way of running it or something, because you should be able to find a copy of it cheap somewhere. But, oh well. Um, because once you go to two, you won't want to mm-hmm. go back to the interface on one, but right. one has some some real benefits in the storytelling and the atmosphere. Like real, it is better in those areas. So it's it's hard for me to just say go to two right away. So I don't know. Off to the Blizzard store. <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds like that's not there, unfortunately, right? So I don't know what to tell you. So, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with what uh, Physics says. Get I'll get Diablo one on the iPad. <laughs> Once they ever release it, that'd be funny. All right, so you've been playing Diablo two. You did you actually mm-hmm. start playing it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. All right. It's interesting playing on a Mac, but it should be fun. Yeah, it shouldn't be. Why would it be problematic on the Mac? Oh, I was I was using a one. I was just reading the manual. If you have a one button mouse, oh, click blah blah. No, <laughs> no, you need a two button mouse for Diablo. Oh, that's a requirement. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's totally a requirement. <laughs> so here's the Diablo battle chest, and you're totally right. That's 
awful. Diablo 2 Complete Game, Diablo 2 Expansion, Diablo 2 Strategy Guide, Diablo 2 Lord of Destruction. Oh, that's cheap. Oh, that's just so wrong. It was half off, though, so I can't complain too much. That's how I got Diablo, is I bought the Diablo 2 Battle Chest mm -hmm. way, like, 10 years ago. <laughs> They had all the manuals. It was great. Have you played either Diablo 1 or 2 recently? I mean, does it still hold up, in your opinion? Diablo 2, well, if you can get Diablo 2 running nice, which I think Blizzard has updated it, so they do, mm -hmm. um, I, I, I felt like I could get back into it, but I played it so much <laughs> that it's kind of like, you know, I've done this, and I don't want to get back into doing it again. Right. Um, and so you're just going to wait for three. It, it really is getting to the point where the graphics are becoming a distraction. But if you can overlook it, yeah, the gameplay does hold up. Because a lot of people right. imitate this game style to this day. I will be very so, happy when Diablo 3 comes out, though, because I've had a chance to play that, and that, you know, that's everything plus high-def graphics. I mean, that's great. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, that's why I picked it up. I enjoyed, when I was at BlizzCon, I enjoyed playing Diablo 3 so much, and I knew nothing about the series. I was like... I'm sold. Dude, if you want to get into it, I, I really gotta, I gotta say it's worth the effort to play Diablo 1, just unless you don't care about story in your games, in which case, I'm an idiot. Ignore me. No, no I do, I do. <laughs> Strangely enough, they don't even sell it on their store anymore. You would think that the one place you would get Diablo 1 is on bl the Blizzard store, but no. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my Blizzard account has a copy of it for download because I registered it, but, so I don't know. Hmm. Ah. Your legacy, then. You got grandfathered in. Unless they pulled it. That would suck. I'll have to find that disc again. <laughs> Diablo 2 still gets patched. <laughs> That's what's crazy. Ten years later. Yeah. I guess StarCraft just got patched. Um, Alright, so Anna dropped off the call. Bye, Anna. She was getting... Uh... That's, that's oh yeah, she's gone, gone. Her, her, her husband traded her a buizel, which is kind of this otter-like thing, and the name of the buizel was My Otter Half. <laughs> that's terrible. Fun. That's terrible. All the messages we get in Skype. Uh, the messages we get in the chat room. Uh, oh, actually, I should do this later. I, you know, uh, let me pause that. Um, that was a good transition, but I need to do my picks now. <laughs> mm -hmm. So here's my pick for the week. Um... I've been playing a number of scattered games. I finished Final Fantasy Thirteen. Beautiful game. Oh, awesome. Great. I, I, um, the ending was a little... I'd like to talk about it with some people, but it's it's way too early to spoil that game. Um, I haven't gone back and played uh, any of the endgame stuff that you can do after the credits, though. And uh, you, you go back into your last save point, you can some stuff unlocks you can play. And I haven't done that yet. Um, and I don't I don't feel a strong pull to do so. I thought I was going to try and platinum this game, but it seems like it's a lot of work, and I don't know. I enjoyed the game enough, and I don't know about going back to it. So it's, it's kind of a weird place that I'm in right now. It's like I've had, it feels like I've had my fill. So the story held up for you all the way to the end? Um, yes. Because I remember I need what last to time talk we about talked... the ending with some people because the ending itself is, is mm -hmm. an issue. So like the, the story kept me going fine to the end, and then the ending itself I have some issues with. But I, it's I can't say anything without spoiling it. So, and please don't spoil it. Yeah, that wouldn't be fun. Well, why would I do that to you? No, I know. <laughs> so people say that it. like they're out to get them. <laughs> don't spoil so, it for me. I'm not going to. What do even you? Even though I actually generally don't 
care about spoilers. I mean, for all I know, no. I won't remember it. No, I don't want to spoil it for you anyway, because uh, there are things in there that are just, they're fun to watch, so you want to watch it. You want to like see I said, it. I'm, I'm trying to stay relatively positive about the game. I oh, really you should am, be. So. It's, it's a good game. Uh, my issues are, because I, I like to complain, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy the heck out of it. It's a good game. And, uh, you know, Vanille is, you know, if you, if you'll like Vanille, I think. No, actually, right now I hate Vanille <laughs> with every fiber of my body. I am but playing you the are game Vanille. And... What are you talking about? <laughs> I, do not compare me. <laughs> oh, come do on. Do not compare me to Vanille. All you I need don't is know. a fake English accent. I, I have... I don't know what it is about her. I mean, I've only played an hour, and just every time she comes on the screen, I just want to choke something. Right. You let me <laughs> know how that goes for you. Oddly enough, though, I have no beef with Hope, which generally I have an issue with child characters. I kind of like he's him. he's quiet. He shuts up and stays out of the way. Yay! And he's right next to Vanille, which you're like, well, that's the object of your hatred right now, right? So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's why sense. Hope gets away unscathed. <laughs> for now. Yep. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> I said, "Well, we'll see how I feel about it." I mean, I've only, like I said, I've only played really a full hour of it, so I really have no opinion on anything happening other than Vanille. Yep, but it's, it's that's good about stuff. It. It's still a pick for me. But um, I've been trying to figure out what to play next. I, I know what's on my list to play next, and it's probably God of War three. But I mm-hmm. haven't been wanting to jump into it yet, which is weird since it's like a nine-hour game. I should just do it, get it over with, enjoy the heck out of it. Um, but what I found myself drawn to was a copy of Ace Attorney Investigations that was sitting on my shelf. Um, yeah! I love these games. So I picked it up, and I'm enjoying it. Um, I have to say, though, I have some issues with it. It is... Oh, I don't Miles think Edgeworth? Yeah, the Miles Edgeworth game. Um, okay. The fan service and stuff, I'm all for. I love that. By the way, if you're thinking about jumping into this series, don't start with this game. No. This is no. not an entry point to the series. It's not built to be an entry point in the series, and it doesn't no, do you a have good the familiarity. Job. Start with Phoenix Wright. It's a better game, and it's a better entry point. But this game, it does good things. It's still got a lot of the Phoenix Wright feel. It just doesn't take place in a courtroom. Um, In some ways, it's a harder game. There's a lot more thinking and logic. Um, But so far, where I'm at, it's pretty forgiving as far as your your health meter. Um, That may change. I don't know. I don't. It doesn't Um, doesn't matter. I finished it, and it's it stays pretty forgiving throughout. Okay, you don't have to worry too much. if you're trying Uh-oh. not to make mistakes, I find it to be kind of hard. There are things that you can't be sure of before you're choosing them. Yeah. And you have to choose them. And I don't like that, but, you know, it's okay. Um, it's not as bad as some of the situations you find yourself in the Phoenix Wright games. So that's a little better. Yeah. But it, as a gameplay feel, as the excitement that you have in the courtroom battles and stuff, it's not there. It's not there. And it's not well replicated with yeah. how they're doing it. I mean... Yeah. Um, the only character whose interactions I actually enjoy without the courtroom aspects is, uh, Agent Lang. Okay. I haven't but met that's only him because yet. I'm only on case two, so I haven't met him yet, so. You'll meet him soon enough. Yeah, I'm sure I will. I- I'm actually um, enjoying the fact that, because I know Gumshoe gets kicked out of my party at some point, um, just from yeah. the pre-release coverage, but I'm enjoying having at least two cases with him, because, Oh, know, and he know. stays awesome throughout, because he's Gumshoe. Yeah, like, yeah. you can't hate Gumshoe. No, of course not. Um... He's he's my favorite character, so I mean I always ship him as best I can. The game is is great. I actually really don't like the whole wandering around aspects. I I I actually liked 
with the original four, you know, the whole point and click aspects. I wish they had done more with the, um, with someone like in a, what was it? I think it was when you played Apollo Justice yeah. with Emma and how you had like the, the Lumisol tests. I, and stuff I like honestly, that. I, I never cared for that. I never cared oh, I like for the stuff. 3D stuff, but you still do some of that here. Just maybe you do not, a yeah. tiny amount and it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I didn't really like a lot of the decisions that were made. I still think the stories are very solid for the most part. Um, as someone who's played all five of them now, uh, I can easily say that Miles Edgeworth is my least favorite of all of them. Mm-hmm. But that being said, um, when you get K, you will love K. Good. K is fantastic. I, I really don't like having to be forced a new plucky girl assistant in all these games, but um, if she's either. good at least, that's good. I don't either, but K does feel a lot different from um from Maya and from um Emma and from whoever uh Trucy. Yeah. yeah. She does sister. have a different feel to her. And you know, uh when you watch the as the cases progress, you'll understand why she's a fairly solid character and like I, I enjoyed her. That being said I still think Gumshoe's the better partner, but again, I like Gumshoe. And if anything, I mean, enjoy the fact that you get uh, Francisca as one of your party members. <laughs> yeah, I'd forgotten about that. And it's like, oh, Francisca's here. Yay. <laughs> oh, she's such a joy. Yeah. <laughs> and some oh, of she's your such other... a joy. <laughs> Describing her as a joy. Oh, oh come on. You're, you're going to get to some of the other characters who return, and you're going to laugh. Like, this one is, is total fan service to the, the series. It, it does and, seem to be. And if they just could have um, improved the cross-examination stages and make them feel as exciting as the courtroom battles did, oh, it would have, it it would have helped better. a lot. And, and and really, the issue is here, there's no opponent for you. No. I mean, you're just, you, your opponent is the person you're cross-examining, and that just doesn't feel the same. And it's not as exciting. I do enjoy the fact that I'm going to locations to do investigations. That's good. I'm okay with the moving around thing because it's a little different feel. Um, and it lets me interact with some people that I get to choose at my pace. I just like having a little bit of control, but the game just needs some work. I, I don't know why they aren't just doing another Phoenix Wright with Phoenix Wright game. I mean, do they feel done with it? I, it's like developers uh, never like to, to finish the story, right? I think back to Apollo, though. I know, I know, but they could write their way out of it if they wanted oh, to. Oh, absolutely, but and, I, and I don't know the why they, they don't. Yeah, well, I, th- I know. I think with the- with the way they ended Apollo, I don't think they felt the need to bring Phoenix back in any way. Yeah. Um, especially when you, you learn kind of what Apollo, who Apollo is and everything. I think that there wasn't a reason to continue with Phoenix. And that being said, I mean, originally, if I remember reading this correctly, I think it was on 1UP a while back, Miles Edgeworth wasn't supposed to be the original character of the Miles Edgeworth spinoff. Who it was, was supposed to be Emma Sky. Oh, no. It was going to be more of a CSI game. And then they said, you know what? She's got no popularity in Japan. Let's go with Miles Edgeworth. Yeah. And that being said, I actually don't like Miles as a main character. I don't. I, you know, I always enjoyed that one case in the Phoenix games you got to play as Miles. So I was yeah. okay with that. But I I just, you know what? I was never a big Miles Edgeworth fangirl oh, to begin with. See, and I, I always liked Miles. So that's I love Miles, for me. but I like Phoenix better. Well, of course, but... To say that you would rather have, like, Emma, I don't understand. That. Oh, I I wouldn't want Emma either. I mean, if I had it my way, I would want Franziska. I think that'd be great. Best that game ever. That would be fun. But who would, who would she partner with? <laughs> oh, come on. Easy. It would be Miles. If they go back in time. 
to when they were, you know. Oh, dealing... it's a prequel game where they're prequel game oh, where you, with Under Von Karma. Oh. Yeah. oh, when you deal with that, it could be awesome. That could be interesting. <laughs> I would be so for it. Exactly. You, Scott just made a great point. He goes, you know, all you have to do is press the B guy, and you can whip somebody and make them information. <laughs> you have to develop her whipping skills. It's a mini game. Oh, it'd be amazing. I, I think it'd be great. <laughs> nice. Oh. I'm curious. Would you guys like to see these developers try something new, like a brand new franchise? Or, no, uh, it's like a no. novel series that I'm into. What I want them to do is is give me some progression on the relationships in this series. That's what I want. I want another Phoenix Wright game, and I want to see Phoenix and Mia like you know become girlfriend or something. I want to see some progression in their lives. That's what I want, and I don't know why they don't want to do that. That's what I don't understand. I don't know. Uh, it, Maybe they're the one Japanese developer that doesn't want you to burn out on the main character or something. Well, I think th- I'm okay with them ending the series, but end it like with some plot resolution, not just, okay, we've explored as much the gameplay elements as we want to. I, I think for a game series with this much of a, of a following of the characters, do something interesting with the characters to round things out. That's what I'm looking for. Oh, maybe I'm being silly about it. But, uh, you know, I'm still having fun with the game. I'm enjoying playing it. I will play all these, as many as they release, so... Uh, no, I will, too. Yep. Good stuff. Best stuff on the DS, in my opinion. Um, what is... Uh, that's it. We're done. Um, I didn't get to pick things. You didn't? Oh. I thought Yakuza was your pick. What I was think your we pick? No. What's your pick? <laughs> okay, so um, I'll do a pick and an avoid. But the avoid's going to be something no one will care about anyways but I suffered for everybody else's sake. So I'll start with that. (laughs) Um, I finished uh, last weekend uh, a game called Demi Kids. Is anyone familiar with that? I own Demi Kids. Dark Demi, It is the SMT meets Pokemon spinoff dealy. It's Pile of Poop. Don't play it. Why Um, did you play speaking with anyway out of curiosity? It's so um, old. You know why I played Demi Kids? It was sort of because I bought it. I I bought it for like ten bucks. And I was like, "Hey, Pokemon and SMT, this could be fun." And then I realized that it's just a really poor combination. Um, just because one, the story is dumb. Um, like it's it's so Not dumb. Bad, just that downright every- dumb. <laughs> well, think of this: every time they did a plot point, I cringed. It was the bad kind where it was like, "Oh my god, could this get any stupider?" Um. The recruiting of the demons is just, it's boring. It's not fun. The combat is boring, not fun. And then you have the menus, which are... Is it boring and not fun? (laughs) It's boring and not fun, but the menus are by far the most... Oh, I hate the menus in that game. Most poorly designed things ever. Just because you have to sit and like scroll through like 60 different screens to get the one screen you need and it's... I think I was ready to have a heart attack. And then I got to the final boss, and I'm pretty sure I was very close to chucking my DS and breaking it. It was yeah. just yeah, It's funny. I, I, I mean, I, this was like before SMT was a big-name title, and they thought they can maybe branch out the name a bit more by uh, yeah. including by Pokemon. I mean, even even by today, get, get Strange Journey. <laughs> That's all I yeah. got to say. Don't even well, consider this for a second. My biggest problem, of course, with Demi Kids was the fact that, you know what, it didn't know whether it wanted to be Pokemon or Shimagami Tensei. Yep, it there was, was like, like this weird giant... in between. 
Well, yes, like there's it, evils it, everywhere, but it's still very childish and kiddy, and they don't know where to go. Yeah, and that was the biggest flaw of the game, and it was the most frustrating aspect of it. It's like, just, you don't need to be either one of these things. Be what you think is your own identity, and it doesn't have one, because it thinks it needs to be both. Because it's a copy game. And it's crap. <laughs> and it's so crap. funny, too, that the, the original Collect Monsters game feel like a need to emulate Pokemon. So this is your void, I take it? This is the avoid okay. of the. I'm going to write <laughs> was... a review for it because we don't actually have one. Really? And that was the okay. other reason I decided I'm going to play it. All right. Um, that being said, um, my pick is something that I wasn't also ever considering playing, which was Crimson Gem Saga. So I have uh, our head reviewer, Adrian Denouden, to thank for that because he mailed it to me and I got it this week. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been able to put it down. Um, and his reasoning for me liking Crimson Gem Saga, he says, you know what? He goes, it's got the same sort of sense of humor of Lunar. And people who know me really well know, like, I am a big, hardcore Lunar fangirl. Like, Lunar is one of my favorite games. And this actually does feel like it has the Lunar vibe. Just in terms of how Atlas did the localization and the level of humor. Um, it's got a very, in some ways, immature sense of humor. Which, I like that kind of stuff sometimes, and... I'm very drawn into this. Which, I'm sorry, uh, which game are you talking about? I zoned out. Oh, there. sorry, Crimson Gem Saga. It came okay, out that's last why it didn't year. stick. It's like I thought people didn't like this game. A lot of people don't, but it was really funny because I posted on Twitter and I said, "Do I bother continuing with nostalgia, mm-hmm. or do I play Crimson Gem Saga?" Well, that and I got be an easy decision. No, I know. And then a whole bunch of responses of, "For the love of God, put nostalgia down. Play Crimson Gem Saga." And I said, "Okay." <laughs> Not to mention, you know what? Adrian lent it to me, so of course. It's one of those things where I don't want to keep it forever, and I don't want it to sit on my shelf. So I thought, you know what? Better play it so I can give it back to him and let him know what I thought of it. Because he really liked the game quite a bit. He just said that there was enough problems that it also detracted from what made the game kind of fun. All right. So what's Crimson Gen Saga like? You said, like, Lunar? It or... plays, um, like, okay, the story is very tongue-in-cheek. It's about a guy who, um, he wants to be the best at everything, and every time he tries his best he always comes in second place okay so the main character is like well you know i'm the salutatorian what do i do i can't get a job because i'm not salutatorian i can't say that word is it salut uh, oh so oh the second yeah, salu- okay the second yeah. yeah and um you know so he, he goes off to find a job and then he goes and finds a job it turns out that the corp that he wanted to join all got wiped out mm-hmm. and he was the only survivor so he ends up hooking up with this elf chick who is, I hate elves in, in most cases, but Spaniel's not actually that horrible for the most part. She's a treasure hunter. She pretty much ropes him into doing some treasure hunting dealies, and then all of a sudden so, she gets him thrown in jail. So what's the battle system like? Uh, it, it's a turn-based combat system. Um, is it like Lunar's battle system? It does actually play a little bit like Lunar's system, only it's a lot faster which okay. I'm enjoying because what was one of my biggest pet peeves about the, the uh, about Lunar's battle system is it's slow. So is this really kind of like a 32-bit era JRPG? Is this what oh, yeah. it sounds like? Except for the part where it's made by Koreans, but yes. Oh, it is. so it's a KRPG. Got it. A KRPG. But um, yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's cute, it's tongue-in-cheek, and these are the types of games I like. I like things where it's got a good sense of humor. It's very whimsical, very lighthearted. I can't be bothered to play games with like where it's like brooding plot. Is this a is Gust why... game or an NIS game or something? Uh, it's 
developed by SK. Oh, because it's Je- Korean, Korean, like you said. Hmm. And uh, Atlas was the one who published it. So Atlas, they must have took a lot of liberties in the uh, in the localization. Mm-hmm. And it shows because like this game has got a wicked sense of humor, which I'm enjoying. This immensely. looks good. I, I've been I've been it's streaming the YouTube video of it. Yeah. Graphics, like yeah. uh, it's one of the things that I'm actually I'm enjoying. Like um, one thing that's really great about it is when you're wandering in the towns, it feels like you know there's movement in it. Like there's people sitting, you know, and they'll be plowing their fields, or they're reading a book, or they're moving around and like on a like on horseback. There's a lot of movement in the game. Which you don't see a lot of in um, in these kind of RPGs. I mean, most part you see your NPCs looking pretty static for the most part. So I'm kind of enjoying that there is some movement in it. Um, I don't know. Like I've I've played about four hours. I mean, the plot's a little silly. The characters are are fairly good. Like I, I the only character I actually can say I really like is the main character. And when I play games, I generally hate the main character. So this is a step up for me. <laughs> Um, but I, I recommend it. I think it's a lot of fun, especially if you're looking for something where it's, you know, a simple turn-based game. And there is some depth to the system. I mean, you can do combination attacks. Um, you'll get opportunities to perform double attacks. Um, so the, it's not stale in the sense that Lunar is. And I, and I love Lunar, but, like, I can only press X for so long before it's like, okay, next So they battle. actually improve on this, this battle system style. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I I like it a lot. I'm sad that everybody on staff who was playing it a while back all gave up on it. So there obviously must be something that they must get old or something like. or start to drag. Maybe I don't know, but I'll, I'm definitely going to try to finish this because I would like to like let Adrian know if I enjoy it or not. Mm. So mm. I like I like this game. Demi to Kids is a turd. Um, go play real games, <laughs> not Demi Kids. <laughs> go play Crimson Gem Saga. It's good. I don't know what else to say there. True that. High five. True that. High five. <laughs> well, I think that brings us to the end of the show. Yay! Yeah. Um, say what? I said yay and boo. Yay, boo. Okay. Oh, I thought you said weeaboo. Like, who are you calling a weeaboo? I don't know what <laughs> What's you're a talking weeaboo? about. <laughs> oh, sorry. Never mind. Uh, it must be some weird racial thing. Um, um, uh, all right, so I'd like to make a few plugs. If you'd like to leave feedback for the show, thank you for listening, by the way. If you'd like to listen live, go to rpgamer.com slash live every week from 9 a, at 9 a.m. Pacific or noon Eastern, where we stream the show live. You can participate with the other viewers. Um, if you'd like to leave feedback for the show, send us an email at podcast at rpgamer.com. You can also send us an MP3 file, and we can play it right here on the show. Or you can call us on... And I always have to look that number up, sadly. Um, that is area code 608 something, 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 something. You know, on my iPhone Google Voice app, it doesn't show my number. That is annoying me. La la la, voice.google.com. Trust me, it's worth it. So, one second. You want to call us at 608 729 4098. And you can, you too can leave us prank phone calls where you are Hank Hill pretending to be Will Phyllis, which I still don't understand. Man, um, ever since the show got canceled, he just has too much free time. I know he does. <laughs> and I think that's it. Also, for the people playing the drinking game, iPad. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> just before we go, two things. Yep. One, check out our fan page on Facebook. 
yes, we have the Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash rpgamer, and I'll be adding some stuff to that. A lot of us are, so look forward to photos and feedback on that. And then second, um, Adrian and I are running the Tales of 2010 uh, game marathon. So if you love your tales, this is April. We're playing uh, Tales of Fantasia right now. So if you're into that, come join us. Tales of 2010. So this is all about tales from Sonic? No, <laughs> tales, like tales oh, of destiny. I tales love tales and Sonic, so this is this is great. You guys are gonna dress Chris, up at, like him and play all the Sonic games that have them in it. Chris, you and I can do our own, uh, you know, year of tales like oh. Sonic tales. Okay, all right. <laughs> we can play Sonic. It's I'm okay. disappointed now. Don't be. There's there's tales games and the people like them and yeah, who? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I like them. All right. But there are people playing, so, you know, we're excited. I mean, we wanted to do another game marathon since the Final Fantasy one worked out so well. So with there being nine Tales games out in English, we thought, you know what, from April to December, we're set. So we'll do a new Tales game every month. I'm starting next month because I've already beaten Fantasia, so I want to play Destiny. So join us because it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to keep pimping that on things like our Facebook page each month. So we hope that you join in. <laughs> I'll, I'll join in when you guys start playing Tales of Graces. <laughs> oh, Manny. That's just mean. <laughs> That's just mean. <laughs> yeah, it was canceled, Manny. <laughs> oh, RP Gamer said. I know. <laughs> RP Gamer said it exists. It doesn't. It. It's so sad. All right, everyone, we're sorry. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Um, until then, bye everybody. Bye bye.